What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This is our third episode, and today we're going to be talking about the UFC 265 pay-per-view going down Saturday night from Houston, Texas, in the big UFC cage in front of a full fan audience. That's going to be a really fun card, especially with Derek Lewis, the Houston zone, in the main event. And uh, Ozzy, how are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, looking forward to a pay-per-view card again here. Um, I think, you know, a uh, fight card that's super well matched. I think we have like five or six fights that are pick them, you know, really, really close. And that's why we come to the UFC events because they have competitive matchups. Um, you know, you see some other promotions, they put together a lot of mismatches. But, you know, I live for, you know, I'll tell you right now, some people love cashing a plus 200 dog. What I love more than anything else is cashing on a minus 110 where there's so many people on the other side and they're so confident and then they just get their hearts ripped out when uh, they lay <laughs> minus 110 and, you know, they have nothing to show for it. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, good point. I didn't really fully understand that how many close pick them matchups there were basically five fights right now that are uh sitting at almost a dead even pick them and before we get into this card just a quick recap of the last event uh if you listen to last week's podcast it was a pretty accurate podcast not as good as our first week but we still gave out a ton of winning bets uh both of us uh had profitable events and track results i profited 3.09 units in track bets it should have been a little bit more uh instead Kai Kamaka decided to make some bad in-fight decisions. So uh, luckily we didn't lose that bet, but could have been a little bit better if Kamaka closed that out for us. But uh, what did you think of the card last week? It, it wasn't too good on paper, but I thought it actually delivered pretty well. Yeah, so, you know, I think the, the worst part about it is just it was short. You know, we had a bunch of fights fall through, including my precious uh, Ronnie Yahia. You know, shame that uh, you know that COVID is wreaking its head on uh on our Brazilian uh Brazilian mates out there. So hopefully uh they get that uh taken care of. You know, I think there's a uh, there's one or two things, maybe one thing, John, that uh you know maybe they can do to avoid uh, all the cancellations. But I'll leave that up to them. Um, <laughs> you know, overall in terms of the car, though, you know it was great. Uh, Phil Rose started off really great. Um, you know, like you said, Kamaka shit the bed, not fighting too smart, but. Overall, I think, you know, I told you that that uh, Gritzmacher Garcia fight, the over was a play. Gritzmacher decision plus 500. Uh, you know, a bunch of these guys are, you know, they just lost so much money, you know, betting Rafa Garcia and him, you know, inside the distance under just terrible bets, to be honest with you, you know, not to sugarcoat uh, that wit fight. You go back, listen to that. I told you exactly how that fight was going to play out uh, wit. I don't know how he took so, those shots, but he did. Melsic, that guy is, you know, I'm not going to say a contender, but looked good. And, uh, you know, and then you had uh, Jared Good and, uh, you know, Daniel Levy's boys show up. So good event overall. I wish I wasn't on the under. That was really, really square in the main event. But uh, profitable, I think uh, just under three units uh, officially tracked and were uh, choo-choo. Choo-choo at mother effers, like Gooden <laughs> says. And, you know, we're on, we're on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, the whole card really didn't have like a single bad fight on it, honestly. Uh, Roe had a good comeback. Uh, Benoit Adeshev, probably the least exciting yeah. fight. Uh, Frey and Yoder actually kind of went to war. That was fun. Um, Benoit just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, you know, if you can fight from both the orthodox and the southpaw stance, you're getting calf kicked. Why go to the southpaw stance after your leg is literally broken? He said he posted that he said he suffered a fracture in his fibia fibula why go to your southpaw stance 
after your leg is already destroyed. Just doesn't make any sense, you know. So I mean, we can't do anything about that. Um, you know, I thought seeing that he could fight from both stands. I mean, I didn't think Gattachev was going to kick his leg off. But you know what I mean? Like, if a guy's kicking you in the leg and you could take it away, why? You know, but let me not get into that. It's a new week. You know, he's probably going to get cut. So he's got bigger things to worry about. Yeah, we, I lost on Benoit there. I'm only losing bet, uh, only losing track bet of the card. But, same, um, same. That's uh, that's about enough for this car. We got 13 matchups we're going to get into here, and we're going to start things off in the bantamweight division. And we got Johnny Munoz. Johnny Munoz has the oh shit, I gotta get this best fight odds page up. I think he's minus 260 coming back with uh, Jamie Simmons as the plus 210 underdog. Um, you can start this one off, Ozzy. I'm going to go close my window in the meantime. Nice, nice. Yeah. So um, you know, this is the fight here, Munoz. You know, I've known this guy for a long time. I knew, like, I use purple belt, purple belt, and purple belt uh, in the gi and no gi in the jiu-jitsu scene. An absolute stud. Um, he gave up doing jiu-jitsu, I think, after, like, brown belt, more or less, like, when he got his black belt. Because he was just tired of these, like, meow guys. I don't know if some of you guys know jiu-jitsu. But just guys just spinning around, you know, pulling guards, scoot, like, being octopuses, just, you know but scooting towards him. And Johnny Munoz, he was like, I'm not about this. You know, I'm about punching people in the face. So he transitioned over to MMA, and he's done really well so far. Um, this guy's been training his whole life. Is a When I say legit black belt, like he's as legit of a black belt as they come, training with some amazing guys. And, you know, Jamie Simmons, I don't, like, he doesn't, he, this is a fight where Munoz is more than deserved of minus 250. He was, uh, he came in on short notice against Nate Manis uh, in a fight where I thought it was a fight where it, he was really short notice. So they fought at 145. It was like very close. So it's like a pick em, pick em price. I think I had like four units on Munoz um, and I thought he should have won that fight. I thought he looked really, really good. I don't even regret that that bet all that much. Um, he ended up losing, maybe tired out a little bit. And, you know, it's a point deducted. Got a point deducted, but this is one year later. He's been training like a madman. I know that for a fact. Uh, he's been training down. He's been going down to Mexico. He's been in Las Vegas. He's been at his gym in California. Uh, this guy's just a stud. He's amazing on top. Has pretty solid takedowns for uh, for a jiu-jitsu guy. And his striking, you know, he throws a lot of kicks out there. Um, I, it's still developing, but I think it's more than enough to take out Jamie Simmons. Um, you know, not to get to Jamie Simmons, he was a short notice uh, replacement against Giga, and he just doesn't deserve to be in the UFC. Like, if you watch any tape on this guy, this guy's just, uh, you know, pretty low level. He just slams guys around. You know, um, some people don't know this, wouldn't know this, but Jamie Simmons' God given name or excuse me, mom given name, because I'm agnostic, is James Krause Simmons. So I think <laughs> I think J the reason that James Krause's nickname is the James Krause is so he can distance himself from Jamie Simmons. All right. So he could be like, hey, look, that's James Krause Simmons. I am the James Krause, which is really interesting. They should probably you know, work together. I'm not a, a a big proponent of arranged marriages, but maybe he should leave Wisconsin, work with the James Krause, and maybe he could level up. But in this fight, I think 
Munoz eventually takes Simmons to the ground. You got to see some of these fights that Simmons has had. Like there was one fight against this guy named Morgan, who I think is probably his best win. They fought in a freaking elevator shaft. Like that cage was, you know, five feet by five feet, you know, tops. And he was able to get the knockout. But this guy, he just powers out of everything. He gets taken down. He gets into scrambles. He gets put into submissions. It's just, you know, if Munoz loses to this guy, it's really embarrassing. I'm telling you, it's like really embarrassing. So he should take care of him, um, you know, probably inside the distance, get him down, you know, submit him. Munoz is pretty strong, but, you know, I, I'd be really surprised if he lost this fight. But w what do you think? How do you feel? So you told me about this fight uh, early in the week and uh, told me to look at Munoz. And I do agree with all that. I think he should justify his price tag here. Um, I'm going to fix the echo real quick, Ozzy. And going to uh, one point that you didn't mention about Simmons is that two two big problems with him here is, one, he's coming off a rib injury. This fight was canceled a few months back because Simmons got injured. And then Simmons is also dropping down to 135 for the first time in a while. So he's going to be cutting more weight. He's coming off of an injury. He's definitely not at a grappling advantage here. Uh, I think it's pretty much like black belt versus blue belts here on the mat. Simmons is... Uh, if you watch his fights against Allman, too, just oh, you saw that one, yeah, just back and, oh. back and forth, sloppy grappling. Uh, I mean, he loses position embarrassingly a few times. I mean, it's just a, a an extremely low level grappling fight, and then you got a legit black belt like Ozzy said in Munoz. So the grappling should be heavily in favor of Munoz. But even when the fight stays standing, I don't even give Simmons an advantage there. I mean, he's a sloppy low level striker, wins over low level competition. A lot of quick knockouts over just bad fighters, to be honest. So I think Munoz is going to have the striking advantage, too, honestly. I thought he, I think he's a pretty decent striker. He doesn't try to do too much on the feet. Uh, he really knows his limits. He kind of reminds me of Joe Selecki in a way. Um, so I think Munoz would smash here. Uh, I went uh, I laid the chalk on him. Um, minus 230. He was on FanDuel up until about 24 hours ago. That was great value. But anything under minus 300, I think, is value. And uh, I concur with Ozzy here. Munoz should get the submission victory. And just to add, I think this is uh, Simmons' second time down at 135. Then you've got this big cage here, which, you know, Munoz is going to be able to keep his range, throw kicks, um, and stay away from him. And, you know, it's just, just, uh, just a strange, like, you know, uh, Simmons is cannon fodder, man. You know, he's just cannon fodder for sure. And also, I forgot the Manesfa. You said it was short notice, but that was like 24 hours short notice. Yeah. I honestly yeah. think that like they had like two fighters. Maness was supposed to fight. The one couldn't make weight. So they put Munoz in and Munoz shot takedowns like that entire fight. Like he he was persisting with takedown attempts nonstop for the full 15 minutes on short notice. So even if the striking isn't going his way here, which which is the only way this fight can be close, he's going to shoot nonstop takedowns and he should get Simmons down. So uh, Munoz, both... yeah, Munoz legit prospect. I will say, you know, reminds me a little bit of maybe, you know, uh, you know, now that we have so much data on these guys, you can try and give like career comparisons and maybe like a high end what a guy could work out to. And Munoz, I think maybe could could end up like a little bit like Benio Dariush on the high end, you know, on the high end of his projection, um, a similar background where, you know, cut short to jujitsu career, went into MMA, took their time, you know, and then you see what uh what, what Benio has been able to do. So I think potentially similar career uh could happen for johnny but obviously that's top end 
down the road. Yep. Um, next fight is in the women's flyweight division. We probably won't spend as much time analyzing this one. We got uh, near Pickham, uh, Leonardo minus 111, Gatto minus 109. Leonardo was the underdog just a few days ago, but people are betting her, and rightfully so. I'll start this one off. I mean, Melissa Gatto has some of the worst regional tape I've ever seen of a UFC fighter coming into the UFC. I mean, just getting easily taken down, stuck on her back for long periods of time. The only way she wins fights is with guard submissions and don't let that win over Carol Rosa fool you either because all the things I just described were in that fight. She got taken down easily, laid on her back for long periods of time, just got some miracle submission. Um, and that's probably her only way here uh, to win the fight. I mean, unless Gatto has randomly improved in the past three years uh, with zero fights, I just don't see any way how she could be the favorite or even close to a pick here. Because Leonardo, we've actually seen like, cover her price tag, win fights against Invicta level competition and on the contender series. Uh, she's got that UFC debut under her belt. So I think Leonardo should be the better fighter everywhere here. And the only way I see Leonardo losing is getting guard sub. But even that I think is low, low uh, possibility. Um, Leonardo is a decent grappler of her own and best case scenario for Leonardo. This turns out like the contender series where she just gets into the clinch, gets those takedowns and lands good ground a pound from the top. So uh, I think Leonardo should be a pretty decent favorite here. Honestly, I, I mean, it's hard to go confident on her because it is still low level MMA. Gatto could make some random improvement over this long layoff, but from the tape we've seen Leonardo deserves to be a, a decent favorite here. So uh, did you take this one at all? Ozzy? I know it's low level, but. Yeah, you know, I looked at it a little bit. Um, you know, Leonardo, I think I, I, I've I've watched all her tape and Gatto. Um, you know, she's had so many canceled UFC fights that, you know, I, I've probably seen that Carrosa fight like four times. Yeah, right. Honest. But uh, you know, I mean the thing is here, it's so hard to project any like what uh Gatto's striking is is going to look like at all that it's tough to be confident. I love betting on women's fights. I think that Gatto you know, I think that Gato Jiu-Jitsu wise is pretty good. Like I know officially she's a purple belt, but Brazilians freaking sandbag, you know, sometimes like they just do. Um, so I think she's probably better than that on the mat, but she she has not shown much offensive takedowns. Uh in her on her Instagram, you know, she she's shown, you know, doing a bunch of takedowns and stuff. But Leonardo is a pretty gritty girl for women's MMA. Uh, she hits takedowns in like a certain way that I that I like overall. So you know, I, it's just a fight that it's tough for me to get involved with. Um, but seeing it bounce back and forth and on the pickup makes me feel like you know I should probably stay away. But I'm kind of tempted to like go in and you know maybe observe it a little bit more. But it's probably going to be a pass overall. I just feel that Gato just you know you can't expect too much. Maybe look to uh, live bet this more. Leonardo, I'm wondering what her game plan will be. Does she come out to strike? Does she get to the clinch and go for takedowns? You know, I think it's a fight that probably goes a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I'll probably pick Leonardo just because I think she can maybe wear out Gatto as the fight goes on. But uh, definitely not a confident pick. And I would not be surprised if Gatto came, came out with some improved striking in uh, wrestling. Sounds good, and uh, we'll leave that one at that and move on to a fight that was supposed to happen about a month ago in the Bantamweight division. We got Miles Johnson, the minus 205 favorite, Anderson Dos Santos, plus 175. All the lines I'm quoting are on Bet Online, by the way. And uh, 
What are you thinking about this one, Ozzy? This fight was supposed to happen a month ago. Yeah. Has your thoughts changed at all? Um, so first time it, 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 it was a schedule that I think that John's was maybe a little bit shorter of a favorite, maybe yeah. in the minus 190, minus 180 range, and probably the books t- took the information and uh, set it a bit higher. Um, I'm looking for any reason at all to fade Miles John's, just like any at all. Um, I was on him last time against Natividad. I thought that was easy money, very easy spot. But the guy's just, he's been kind of like a short favorite a few times. He hasn't really paid off his price all that much, in my opinion. You know, the Natividad fight, he was e- winning that one easy. But the Batista fight and even the Cole Smith fight, um, obviously Batista got knocked out. But in the Cole Smith fight, you know, he had a few hairy moments in there as well, if I remember right. You know, I didn't retape that fight, but if I remember right. Yeah, he lost so, half the fight. He lost half the fight. So, you know, the thing with me with when you look at Dos Santos, though, is, you know, that I mean, that look is awful of Martin Day coming up from bottom on him and, you know, hitting the double leg and throwing him down, even though he got guillotine, right? Even though he got guillotine, it's like, dude, you're getting taken down and put on your back by Martin Day. Um, it's just awful because Martin Day is one of the worst UFC fighters that they've ever had. But uh, but he was winning the the round comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he he's got some stinky takedowns. You know he you know that Nadner Armani <laughs> fight uh, he got destroyed. But Nadner Armani's you know bigger than him, and you know I don't I think that fight was like super short notice. I think Nadner Armani had like two different opponents before they landed on Anderson Dos Santos. I don't remember how you know how much notice he had, but it wasn't that much. And it was up a weight class. The E, uh, the Andre fight, Ewell, e- e- well, whatever, how the fuck you pronounce his name. Uh, he got, I mean, Dos Santos was just like a, you know, just easy. The zombie. He, he is a zombie. Like, it was so easy for Andre to land every punch that he threw. And it looked like, you know, Dos Santos was like, I mean, the thing is, when you're striking and you throw a strike, right? If you're throwing a right hand, let's say, right? Picture this in your head. You come out of your stance a little bit, right? You come forward a bit because you need to throw the strike. But what you, what real fighters do is they come, they bring it back and they get into their defensive posture, whether that be with them rolling, whether that be with them just bringing their hand back, what, you know, a bunch of different ways you could do it. Dos Santos is just getting hit, right? Like he'll throw a punch and it looked like he'll pause. It's like when Joe Rogan's like, oh, he was staring at his work or whatever it is. And he just get hit every time. So John's, you know, I'll give him credit. He he bites the mouthpiece sometimes and just throws counter counter punches. He's got some power. He's nine years younger, so the stat guys will love that. The analytics guys will be all over that. But I think this dude is not like I thought when he beat Richie Martin, uh, Santiago. I thought, hey man, this guy might be okay and like a decent prospect, given that he had that win over Yanez. But I have not been impressed. So I am definitely not laying minus two twenty or whatever it is at now. Um, I'd be interested maybe in Dos Santos if the price climbed a, l- a little bit more because I think he could he could potentially uh, take Johns down. Johns is kind of like a small guy. And, you know, he's ripped, but he's kind of a small guy from 135. And I think Dos Santos, if you look at his, you know, some of his fights in that fight against Andre uh, and even that fight against Day, like we said, you know, he hits some create, not creative takedowns, but takedowns that are, you know, good that you see that he has some talent. And in that Andre fight, you see that when he's on top you know he's going for for good positions you know he's trying to get to mount you know he he's a finisher um but i mean i'm struggling with wanting to back him significantly at this you know even at this price at this plus price but there is no way 
zero chance that I would bet Miles Johns here because Miles Johns he just does not have good control. Uh, he gives up positions. He's not that active. He's got some power, sure, and maybe he's got good cardio, like he'll pace himself. But I just don't believe in him. Like I'm done with that guy. I threw him out a long time ago. He's not a real prospect to me. So you know, I might get involved in uh, in this fight because uh, the, um, Andre, uh, Anderson is so underrated here. But it's gonna be tough for me to get to the window. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I actually like Dos Santos here. I have a little more confidence in him. I mean, uh, I think I was planning on betting him at like plus 160 the last time the fight was booked, so I'll take plus 180. Um, just like a half unit, one unit max, nothing crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree with almost everything you said about John's there. Um, so the one thing that I'll say is the Cole Smith fight is really the one to look at for this one um, because – Cole Smith took his back two times in that fight and was able to control him for like six or seven minutes in the first two rounds. And I just think uh, Miles Johns just isn't that great of a grappler. Uh, like, like he can wrestle a little bit, but like when it gets into the jujitsu scrambles, those prolonged grappling exchanges, I think there's a good chance that Dos Santos is the one who actually wins those and gets some control time. And the only way I see John's justifying minus 200 is if he like keeps the fight standing the entire time and just jabs Dos Santos to death. I mean, I will say that John's boxing and his jab did look improved in his past few fights, but I'm not quite willing to think that he's going to justify minus 200 off of like one Kevin to Tippy Dodd performance, you know? So I think Dos Santos can kind of make a gritty in the pocket. He can string together some combinations and make the striking close. And then if it gets into the grappling, I think I honestly favor Dos Santos to, to win the exchanges as they go on. So uh, I like Dos Santos here. I think a back take could win him the round. I think these, this fight is likely going to hit the scorecards. And I just think uh, Johns is getting overrated uh, coming off that Natividad win. Obviously, had that cool knockout at the end, but Natividad is not a UFC level opponent. He got destroyed by uh, Batgirl in his fight right after that. Uh, so uh, I don't think that win means too much. I think the market is kind of overrating Johns coming off that win. So I'm down to take a small bet on uh, Dos Santos here. Um, and I think he could pull this off by decision submission. So uh, maybe look out for those props too. Um, Unless you got anything else to add, Ozzy, we'll move on to the next no, one. No, not really. I mean, I think the main thing is that, uh, you know, Dos Santos just does not go away. You know, he's super tough. Like, he'll invite you to throw punches and stuff. So that's both, like, I'm concerned about that because Johns does have some power. But I also like that because Johns looked to me to slow down in that Cole Smith fight. And, none of the, you know, I don't think that his cardio, his output is definitely not know the best so you know if if dos santos could you know put together a good first round i think he's super live oh and we're going up or down to the flyweight division next we got uh manel cop trying to get his first ufc win minus 200 taking on oday osborne plus 170 um i'll start this one off i guess so cop had some bad luck in his first two fights. I thought he performed pretty well in both of them, but just didn't have the initiative, the aggression, the output in either one to really seal the deal. Um, you really got to feel for him in that uh, most recent one against Nikolau. Uh, those two big knees in the last uh, minute of round three probably should have swayed him that round, but uh, the judges gave it to Nikolau. I was cool with it at the time because I bet Nikolau there, but rewatching it, it did seem like Cape deserved uh, two rounds two and round three. Um, Cape looked really sharp in round two. Like he was steadily pressuring Nikolai and like actually throwing a lot of punches. He actually looked like 
really good there. And if that cape comes out here versus Osborne, who is actually pressuring and putting up consistent volume, he should win really easily because um, Osborne is kind of just like an early finisher. I don't think the guy is really good uh, anywhere. He's pretty wild and untechnical in all aspects. And uh, good for him is he, He's not facing a grappler this time because the guy is really bad takedown defense. Cape can wrestle a bit, but I definitely don't think it's going to be his game plan. Um, so I think Cape has a good chance at outboxing him. Uh, the only way I see Osborne winning the fight is either chinning uh, Cape in the round one by some crazy knockout, or maybe uh, Cape just has that same issue where he's just low volume and maybe Osborne can win a, a split decision type of fight here. But I don't see it. I think... Uh, if you look at the guys Cape lost to, by the way, last thing I'll say is like they're all pretty good fighters. Like Osborne would be the worst fighter he's lost to by a wide margin. So uh, I agree with where the price is at. Cape minus 200, pretty accurate. Um, and I'm picking him to win here. What about you, Ozzy? You know, so Cape is an extremely seasoned just overall. Now, all aspects. Uh, he did me dirty both times, man. I was bad. I was believe I was a full on cop. And I'm going to go cop instead of Cape. Cop believer. Uh, you know, that first fight against Pantoja, I thought, I'm like, man, he's going to destroy Pantoja. It's not going to be like, he, he's just better than him everywhere. Um, and you know, he's going to win. And I mean, that fight is just, did, did not make any sense. Like, you know, Pantoja literally won with body kicks and cop, he ends up going for a takedown. If I remember right in the end of round two, more or less gets him down easy, takes him down in the third round easy. It's like, you look at it, you're like, holy shit. If this guy just wrestled uh, Pantoja from the beginning, this would have been easy. Like you didn't even think that was his path to victory. And you know, he, he would have clearly got that done. And in the Nikola fight, I also backed him. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm not getting off the train. And I mean, really close fight. Like, you know, I can't really say one way or another. I thought, you know, it comes down to that third round and it's like, you know, difference of marginally in strikes. But Ode, I mean, he's a clown, dude. Like he he <laughs> fought, he he went into that fight against Brian Kelleher, right? And I he I think there were the opening fight on the main card. And I remember this vividly because you know, I think that uh Kelleher is like bro, plus one ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get to that. He was like plus one ten, plus one fifteen. And I hear, and I'm already on Kelleher, and I hear these promos, and I hear, Man uh, I hear O'Day say, you know, I'm fighting on the uh, Conor McGregor card, but one day people are gonna remember that Conor McGregor fought on the O'Day Osborne card, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy is insane. Double down on on uh, Kelleher, and he got up to like plus one forty, and it was the easy one one of the easiest uh, uh, few thousand dollars I've ever made in my life. But I mean, he comes back on that Jerome Rivera fight. Jerome Rivera is a one twenty fiver, and he was basically forced to take this fight against Oday at one forty five, and Oday killed him. Uh, but I mean, I Poor just. Rivera. Or, I mean, Rivera literally has, I, there's not one guy who's lost more UFC fights in a 12 month span. I think he holds the record. He's not You'll that have, bad, too. He just like has no, listen, no, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, relax. no physical attributes. Relax, relax. Okay. Leave that, leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, the guy shouldn't even be in the UFC. If you have time, watch this contender series fight. I still, I will go to my dying grave unless I meet Laura Sanko. And I am convinced that she read those scorecards wrong. I am like, you cannot convince me otherwise. That was the most he, insane scorecards I've ever heard. In he my didn't. Life. He won he by armbar. It says you talk not his contender series fight. Yeah, 
Yeah, he no. did. He did it. Yeah, it did. Look at the oh, record right now. I'm looking oh, at it right now. Armando right. Villarreal. Armbar round one. Talking about Jerome Rivera. Oh, 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 yes, obviously. <laughs> I'm uh, talking about true, Jerome yeah. Rivera. I'm talking about Jerome Rivera. Yeah, he's done. He's out of the yeah. UFC. He's off. But all I'm, but all I'm saying is like he's lost so many fights. Like I mean, like he didn't even win that fight. So oh, anyway, yeah. back to Oday though. So Oday, I mean, I think he's got some skills. Like in that fight against uh, Villarreal, like you said, you know, he threw up that armbar, caught that. He's got some power, but he's going down to 125, dude. And I mean, I don't know how he's going to make it. You know, I'm I'm unconvinced that he's going to make it. And if I was betting, like if I liked Oday, I'd have to wait until the weigh-ins. You know, I you just have to because. Uh, him going down to 125, like he was weak. Did you see how easily Brian Kelleher picked that dude up and put him down? He was just incredibly weak at 135. And Cop is a truck at 125. Um, he's fought so much, uh, su such great competition. He was getting taken down by Nikolau in this first round. Um, but Ode doesn't really have the wrestling, I think, to 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 bother Cape. No, but certainly not. But there's no way I'm laying minus 200 on Cape. I'm just not doing it because Oday has he has that range. Uh, you know he's in that southpaw stance. So I and 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 both of Cop's fights, if I'm if, if I'm correct, have been in the apex. Now he is going to be in the big cage. So he didn't do shit in the in the apex in that small cage now he's got way more room to dance around so maybe you know it becomes a fight where they're just staring at each other in that open stance um you know i think odeo is probably gonna come you know gonna try and you know come for war but you know it, it could devolve to a very low volume fight and i just can't be holding a a a, a cop a ticket at minus 200 uh given that but i feel cops much more talented much more skilled and equally as uh as you know physically talented even though Ode has maybe some you know he's longer and whatever but i just don't trust these guys going down to 125 man like i feel cop uh KOing him is live because you know that that chin is just going to be a little bit soft um so outside with cape i'm not really interested in betting this fight at all though i see the overs minus 140 um yes yeah, so some props i'll mention real quick uh, i yeah. see cape sub 14 to 1. That's that's pretty good. Um, club sub possible. Also, just fight not starting round two. I think there's a good chance that either guy could just swing to the death in round one. That's plus 280 for the fight, uh, not starting round two. Yeah, I wonder I, what about what, what fight ends by knockout flat out is. Let me see if I can get that up on FanDuel. I mean, you know, I just I'd be surprised if cop, you know, cop would have to be just a huge idiot to get hit with a bomb by Oday. Like yeah. Oday, I don't really like at 125, you just have to look, look at Oday's last uh many fights last uh yeah. oh, i mean he's he's been out of the third look his last one two three four five six seven fights have all ended in the first round one way or another first he's, three he's, minutes he's, yeah he's lost to so i mean if you're a cop you got to be like man let's all of oday's wins are in the first round except for his debut so if you're a cop you're Just like hey man down. Let's throw a few a few leg kicks, a few leg kicks here. You know, let's work for, maybe for a blast double leg because Cop has some underrated takedowns, and I, I think he could get this done. But I'm I just can't back him again at minus two hundred. Yep, we're on the same page there. We're gonna move on to the next fight, which takes place in the women's strawweight division. We got the return of Carolina Kovacevic taking on Jessica Penne. 
Um, pretty much. Oh, let's see. Uh, actually, I'll, go, I'll, 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 go, I'll go. I'll go on this one first. Uh, let me just read the odds real quick. Carolina yeah. minus one twenty four. Penne plus one hundred four. I think some action just came in on Carolina in the past hour. Or so, uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Carolina, as a slight favorite? Um. So you know, a fight between two girls. You know, vets in the in the women's division. Older chicks. I don't know how old Carolina is, but she can't be under thirty. Um. And she's been out for for quite a long time, so you know. I mean, I, there's no way I could trust Carolina. But <laughs> just tell you this right off the bat, you know, she's definitely fought some high level competition. She's lost to some really good girls, right? She lost to Andrade, Waterson, Alexa, uh, Grasso, and then uh, Jan. Hasn't fought, I guess, in a year. It almost feels like a year and a half. It feels, it feels like more. Yeah, it feels like longer. But she was got destroyed in that that yawn fight you know i see that carolina's training now i guess in poland with uh with uh joanna um and doing all that jazz but to be honest with you i kind of like jessica panay in this fight and i see that fight against uh godinas and people you know they shit all over that fight but look panay was literally out four years martian did you did you graduate uh, in four years, did you graduate college in four years? I did. Yeah. I did. You did. Imagine, dude. She was she was out as long as you were in college, dude. That's a long motherfucking time. Um, you know, and she these, was out. These women layoffs for, don't apply to them. Misha Tate looked like she she That's got what I'm better, saying, dude. And you look at, I mean, you look at Jessica Pitt, and it was an unwarranted, from my in my opinion, uh, layoff because you look at. You look at Jessica Penn, I mean, one look at Jessica Penn moving and doing shit. She's not on roids. What roids are she is she taking? Right? If she's <laughs> taking any roids, she should get a fucking refund, okay? Uh, no offense, Jessica. But anyway, you know, Godinez, though, you know, I heart Godinez. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I think I'm a simp. That's low-key, I'm a simp for Godinez. That girl, do you see how she was moving in that fight? She had... She was just so quick. Like I think she was like kind of like overwhelming. The speed that she had was kind of overwhelming. Just uh, for, dragged on Penny. Around. Yeah, you know, you know, she had a lot of pop to her. You know, let's just put it like that. You know, she was, she was, she was pushing her around. She was moving around her strikes really well. She was, uh, she she was able to stand even like when when Penny has got that body triangle and she has it back. Like that's very physically taxing. Uh, to just be standing with someone, you know, on you like that for multiple minutes uh, of a UFC fight. Um, so really impressive uh, uh, by her. And I think Penne, though, you know, she knows how to fight to, fight to her strengths. Um, you know, she'll go for those like little overhook Uchimata. She'll go try to get to the clinch. She'll try to get the back. She'll try to get to some takedowns. And then when she does throw punches, they you know, they don't really have that much zip on them, but they're thrown pretty well. And I just think here... If she gets takes uh, Carolina down, like when have you seen Carolina grapple? You know that much with like a grappler that's that's very good. Um, I just don't think that um, Carolina has power to 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 keep Jessica Penne off of her. And if they start grappling, I just trust Jessica Penne a lot more. And I know this is women's MMA, and this is Jessica Penne. Right? They're gonna fucking grapple. It's gonna happen. So, you know, I kind of like Jessica Panay here as a small dog. Um, I think people are kind of like, you know, shitting on her. Like, look at her losses. You know, she lost to Danielle Taylor. She got TKO'd by Jessica Andrade and, and Joanna. 
And, you know, now she's plus 105 against a girl who has been out for a year and a half. Um, I think the game has kind of passed Carolina by, you know, you know, sad to say. But, you know, I just, you know, I don't really, I don't really think she's at, like, look at her win. She beat Lise Herring by split, Jody Escabel, and she need the crap out of Rosama Yunus in the clinch and stuff and won a split decision. I think Jessica Panay is going to be able to at some point get to a dominant grappling position and potentially, you know, you know, and then start scoring offense. Um, she's been working with uh, with her judo coach, you know, for a while, um, and I think she's 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 got some skills, man. So, you know, I like Panay here. I haven't pulled the trigger, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see where it goes, though. Yeah, I agree with uh, pretty much all that, uh, Carolina. She did look really bad against Jan. I think that did have a lot to do with her eye getting like blown up in the first minute of that fight. But if you watch the way that Jan took her down, um, I want to fix the echo real quick, Ozzy. Uh, Jan was able to take her down with judo throws. She was able to slam her down. She tripped her with uh, like a body lock trip. Like Jan looked like a glorified wrestler against Kowalkowicz. And we and we know that, that Jan is like a terrible grappler too. So that was really surprising. And... Same oh, thing with Michelle point. Watterson. Michelle Watterson was able to head and arm throw her. She was able to take her down. I mean, Michelle Watterson, 30-27, Carolina, not that long ago. Um, and she doesn't do that to many people at all. Um, so I do agree that the the, the grappling favors Penne. I, I just see the fight being sloppy. And when the fight is going to be sloppy, it favors Penne. She's going to be able to get those uh, those back takes. I mean, that was actually really cool the way that Penny was just like losing the clinch, getting ragged all around, but she just like slipped out the back and would just take the back of Godinez oh, she, there. She was like freaking Nightcrawler, dude. Yeah, I mean, that, wh why wasn't that going to work here? I think the same exact strategy is going to work. Uh, Carolina likes to clinch. She has some decent knees and elbows. That's really like her best performance. The win over Rose came all because of her clinch. And I think that game has kind of like largely uh, been abandoned by her from the past few years. Um, and Penny didn't even look that bad at range versus Godinez. You know, she wasn't, she was pumping out straight punches, some front kicks, knees up the middle, nothing too crazy, but uh, it was all crisp, it was all effective. I mean, if this stays a distance, I think it's going to be uh, even competitive exchanges. And I think the grappling heavily favors uh, Penny here. So I'm siding with Penny as well. I would cap her as a slight favorite, but I would just wait to bet. You know, people are probably going to come in on Carolina. I did just mention the line moved on bet online from minus 120 to minus 120. So I'd say probably wait towards fight day uh, to get uh, Penny here as a dog. Godinez would murder Carolina. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I didn't have much faith in Penny coming in there plus 250 as a dog. But, you know, she had a pretty greedy performance there. And, you know, props to her for pulling off that, that upset victory. And um, we're going to move on to the next fight, which takes place in the light heavyweight division. One of Ozzy's favorite fighters, Alonzo Menafield, as the minus yeah. 235 favorite, taking on Ed Herman as the plus 200 underdog. Uh, I'll let you start this one off. Uh, oh, wait, no, you started the last one. I guess I'll, I'll do this one. But, um, man, I'm actually not, I'm not even ready to, to, to talk about Alonzo Menafield. I got you. I got, got you, you, you take I got you. I got you. I got you, bro. Alonzo Menafield, bro. Alonzo Menafield. I, is he minus 200 against everybody? Like, I don't understand. He's minus 200 literally every goddamn time this guy fights, okay? Um, I've made, I'll tell you, tens of thousands of dollars going against Alonzo Menafield. <laughs> you know, let me tell you a little all story. All that on OSP, too. How much let me tell you half a story. that on OSP? No, 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 no. Not even all on OSP. That's where you're wrong. Let me tell you a story, okay? So, 
uh, Alonzo Manafield is scheduled to fight Devin Clark. Devin Clark opens plus like 235 or something. So I'm talking to a few of these guys. So I'm like, man, this is an insane price. Like, this is just crazy. Like, this is like a max bet. And some of the guys are like, no, nah, no way, dude. What are you talking about? This Manafield dude's going to murder Devin Clark. I was like, no, 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 dude. Like, there's no way. So <laughs> I bet there was this guy. I told him. And this is right after I told this guy that Tyron Woodley is a bum and Gilbert, Mil- uh, and Gilbert Burns is going to take his head off. So he's like, man, like you say some, you're right often, but you just say some crazy stuff sometimes. I was like, dude, I will bet if Evan Clark loses to Alonzo Menafield, I will eat a roll of toilet paper because I was telling this guy that just Alonzo Menafield is poop. So I was like, it just came to my head. I'm like, I will eat a roll of toilet paper on camera. I didn't even ask the guy to do anything else. You can, I will, I will fact check this for you. If anybody's curious. Okay. I guarantee you this happened. Okay. Now the guy was like, Hey man, like, you know, you're not eating Charmin though. Like that, you know, you can't digest that. So I was like, all right, what are the liberals wipe their asses with nowadays? You know, they do that eco-friendly hemp, whatever, you know, whatever, what, what do, what do liberals wipe their ass with John? What do you, what do you wipe your ass with? Um, usually conservative tears for the most okay. part. Yeah, it's, See, like a bidet. So, it's like a bidet so of conservative tears. So the next level is getting that hemp, that eco-friendly, that you know, uh, biodegradable uh, kind of toilet paper. So he's like, hey, you know what? I'll get you that t- kind of toilet paper. You eat it if uh, if Benefield wins. I was like, deal, dude. You know, I'm gonna make like ten grand and a free toilet paper and not have to eat it. So we all know how that went. Uh, you know, Menafield, he just, this guy is low fight IQ, man. He hurts Seven Clark. He hurts guys that he fights. And then he goes straight into the clinch. Um, he's got no gas. Uh, he just chases guys around the ring or around the cage. You saw against that OSP, uh, against OSP. OSP was like, you know, this is like one of the first times you heard someone say like, what? Like these odds are crazy. OSP was like, how am I the underdog? To Alonzo Menafield, you could check his Twitter. He was like, "This thing was this was insane." Um, OSP knockout was like plus eight hundred. It was insane, dude. Like that was we should run that back like ten thousand times, okay? Um, but let's get to this fight against Ed Herman <laughs> coming in. Uh, you know, Ed Herman ate ate those body shots against uh against Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez. Cheated the system. Although he came out, if no, he, he didn't watched, cheat. He didn't cheat hey, at hey, all. Hey, 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 hey! I'm just talking. To, listen, I, I know some people real upset about that because you know. I listen. I was on Ed. I love Joe Lozon. So what? You know, it doesn't matter. People can be upset. Lo- Her- I don't Ed even Herman think Lozon was in the corner there. Does he even? He was. He was. he was. Okay. All yeah, right. I watched this. So Lozon's my boy. I don't know if I told you this, but people, people in my MMA gym, they told me that the person I reminded them the most. Fighting wise is Joe Lozon, so always gonna be Good big comparison, big simp for for Joe Lozon. But um, you know, he he comes out after he takes that you know you know knee that he says was a low blow, and he eats a flush body kick from from you know Rodriguez. So people overall, I think, are saying like, yo, Ed Herman's just fragile. You know, he's just not gonna be able to take any punches. You know, Ed Herman's an OG. Okay, he was fighting when I was watching MMA back on Tough Three. For you newcomers, go watch that Kendall Grove versus Ed Herman fight. Great fight, um, great season of Tough. Um, and Ed Herman, I just think here in this fight, if he can survive, like 
guys, if you guys have like a little clicker where you can like count, you know, and it keeps track for you because, you know, some people can't keep numbers in their head, um, you know, just count to 30. If a Menafield throws 30 punches or kicks and has not knocked out Ed Herman, then this fight is probably like even, you know, more or less. Um, so, you know, I like Ed Herman here. I think Ed Herman is a little tricky in the clinch. I think if Menafield's going in there, flurrying in and, you know, getting his hands on him, I think Ed Herman could get crafty in there. He, he's a former team quest guy for you OGs. Um, so he's got some skills in the clinch, uh, short uppercuts, you know, working in there. And then if he can, you know, tire Menafield out and potentially get this to the ground in some way, shape or form, he, he's got some semblance of a, of a grappling game, but just, I mean, the point here is. No, I can't always give you a, a, a plus 200 winner, but I could keep you off a of minus 250, though. Okay, so you know, putting this guy in parlays, Alonzo Menafield, like, he hit a freaking Von Flu choke on Fabio Charant. Like, who is that? Fabio Charant. All right? I know it's French season, but not it ain't that kind of French season, all right? Yeah, so save that for Menif game. Save that shit for later, maybe. Okay, save that shit for later, maybe. Okay, um, and I'm not talking about the uh, French Olympic basketball team because Luca's winning the gold medal. Um, but I mean, here, you know, Ed Herman, I think he's able to 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 stay away from that right hand of uh, of Menafield. He's a smart guy. He's gr he's a grizzled vet, like the most, the as grizzled as you can get. He's got a good team behind him. I think they'll game plan good for Alonzo Menafield. I think he's a live dog here, um, and I'm probably gonna play him. But look, I'm hoping you guys keep pumping this up. I'm not saying you guys, you know, don't take it personal, but I'm hoping you know people keep pumping this up, and we could get Ed Herman maybe plus two thirty. Yeah, I agree with what a lot was said there, except for that abomination he said Herman cheated. I, I'm a firm, firm believer that Ed Herman did nothing wrong against Rodriguez. Ozzy told his little story about eating toilet paper, that fantasy of his. I'll tell you a little story about Ed Herman. In that fight against Rodriguez, he got rocked with a punch in round one, right? He got hurt with a body, uh, a, a knee to the body, and he went down. He didn't he didn't fake a nut shot. He didn't say, oh, it was my nuts. Chris Tagnoni, the referee, who is really one of the worst referees in MMA, he calls time. He says it's a nut shot. So if you're Ed Herman right now, you're going to say, oh, it was actually a body shot. Uh, you can take it as a loss. You can take half my uh, half my pay. I'll just, I'll just take the loss. Oh, no, he's, he's going to keep fighting, obviously. He did nothing wrong. So he kept fighting. Round two gets dropped again with the body shot. Uh, got a brief takedown in round three gets reversed, starts eating ground and pound. He's almost finished. The referee is so close to stopping the fight, and he still pulls off that Kimura sweep and taps him out. I mean, that was incredible. I mean, a lot of the, the credit for that comeback goes out the window because the referee made the mistake, but Herman was on his way to losing like 30-25, and he still won that fight. Um, incredible comeback. One of the best moments of all last year. I remember that fight happened on my birthday. It was like, the, I just remember jumping for joy when that happened. Um, he was plus 1300 in the live lines there too, before pulling off that upset. So now that I've got that off my chest, this matchup, um, the, the Ozzy said 30 strikes for Menafield. That was a great point. I think it's four minutes. It's like, if you look at this guy's UFC career, has he, has he had any success? Has he won 10 seconds of a fight in the UFC past four minutes? No, he is not. He's knocked out, uh, Marrera and Craig in round one choked out Sharon in a minute, but Dev Clark, he was completely gassed out four minutes in 
even before round one ended, he was already gassed out losing that fight. And OSP schooled him the entire nine minutes of that fight. So Manafield has had no success whatsoever past uh, the four minute mark. And I mean, I, I don't like to shit on the coaches too much, but like, I just don't like safe Saeed. I don't think he's that great of a coach. Uh, he has these athletic specimens and just can't seem to really maximize their potential. And that's exactly what Alonzo is. So, I mean, my opinion is the same as everybody else's here. Menafield has a window early on round one. He might knock Herman out. Herman does look pretty old and slow in the striking. Uh, but I mean, Menafield is just not good. Uh, he has a, a small window to win by that early knockout. But if it gets into rounds two and three, you got to heavily favor Ed Herman here. So now the only question I have here, I'll get, I'll pose this one to you, Ozzy, is, is do you wait to live bet Herman here or you, do you take the plus 200 pre-fight? Because you got to think he probably will be possibly a better dog uh, after that first few minutes after that initial storm. So are you, it seemed like you were you were willing to take that pre-fight bet instead of live betting. Is that true? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you just can't trust being able, one, to get down on, you know, plus money. And then, two, it's just like, you know, if you lose, you know, even if you have a unit, half unit, whatever it is, if you lose on a plus 200 dog, I feel like you shouldn't be too, too upset about it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think, you know, maybe if you want to – uh, size a little bit differently and say, hey, look, I'm going to leave some room to be able to add to Ed Herman if this goes past the round or if, or if his price is uh, a lot better after a round. You know, I think that's the approach that I try to take if I do think that a guy is, uh, is potentially going to be a lot better after round one in price-wise. Yeah, I'd say small bet Herman pre-fight and then look to add more in the live lines if all is going well. So, um Pure pick wise, I guess I'll go with Alonzo here, but I'll be cheering for Herman. Um, I'll betting, take head. I'll take head. Yeah, betting value all over Herman. Um, we'll move on to the next fight, which I believe is in the featherweight division. Um, no, it's in the bantamweight division. We got Vince Morales taking on Draco Rodriguez, another near pick em. Rodriguez, the slight minus 115 favorite here to Morales, minus 105. Um, I'll start this one out by saying uh, Rodriguez isn't really good at any aspect of MMA. I think submissions are his best aspect, but he doesn't really have reliable wrestling. Um, his striking is not that good, kind of predictable, was very predictable with his shots versus Zahabi. That's why he got countered and knocked out with that right hand. And, you know, that wasn't really a good sign for his chin either. I think getting knocked out by uh, Alamin Zahabi early on in your career, I think that he could be in, in for some problems with his chin uh, long term. But Morales has that huge gaping issue of leg kicks it's his biggest problem just gets easily leg kicked so rodriguez if he comes out here and attacks leg kicks he could have success he could have a chance to win this fight but if he doesn't i have a hard time imagining where he's going to win morales isn't a terrible defensive grappler he should be able to stuff the takedowns of draco and in the feed if it stays there you got to favor morales i think he's the proven better kickboxer i think he's got some power in his hands we've seen him drop opponents before and uh vince morales really hasn't had that bad of a ufc career sure he did lose pretty decisively to gutierrez but before that he had some pretty pretty respectable performances in there like cleanly beating zahabi the guy who just knocked out draco so as a slight underdog here, Morales, I do think is the side. I would cap him as like a slight 55% favorite here. Uh, not uber confident because these guys both are kind of on the lower level and inexperienced, but I'm signed with Morales here to uh, outstrike Draco to either a decision or knockout. What about you, Ozzy? 
Um, so yeah, he, <clears throat> here's a fight with two guys with, you know, not too much experience, you know, uh, Rodriguez does have, or, uh, excuse me, Morales does have like four, four or five UFC fights overall. Um, and I just think he's had a disappointing UFC career as a whole. I remember, um, watching him in his fight against Paul Arde going into that fight. I thought, I thought that he was, he was a solid prospect. You know, that was, I think when the contender series is first, uh, sparking up. So you're kind of like excited about like, Oh man, like this is like a whole new way for prospects to get into the UFC. We get like some legit tape on them versus like another skill prospect under the UFC lights. Um, and he looked great. I thought in that first round, I think he was tuning, uh, Pilarte up and then he just totally fell apart and got finished in that second round. Um, and then his UFC career has not gone, you know, all that well, um, either, you know, he had a tough debut fight against Song and he lost the decision there. And I thought, to be honest, he got kind of, I don't know, a little bit hosed in that Benito Lopez fight. I mean, I think Benito Lopez sure. is kind of, is kind of terrible. So, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, sure to just, terrible. you know, just to be in any kind of close fight with him sucks. So, but, uh, I don't know what's going on with him, you know, when he's coming back, but you know, potential fade, but anyway, about Vince though. So Vince, though. You know, in that Gutierrez fight, I mean, it was pick him, and I was, you know, I was telling a few guys, I'm like, man, Gutierrez should be a favorite here. Like this dude, this guy's got some skills, and then he, you know, he chopped his leg off. Like I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, I think uh, his name, uh, Vince came out of that fight with a broken orbital, and then he broke his, uh, and he tore his Achilles. I don't know when, but I'm surprised he didn't have a broken femur, fibula, something, because he got his leg destroyed by one of the best kickers in the division um and Dra draco i just think this guy is not good he i think he's legit like i don't like to fighter bash say like oh you're a fraud this and that just, this guy's just not good overall just top to bottom you know he's got no wins over legit guys you know he beat mana martinez who i guess is legit but you know i think it was kind of like a fluke submission if i'm being honest um you know i think his boxing is probably his best attribute he's got some submissions like you mentioned but you know this guy just he's working his boxing all the time which is why i think i'm not sure if he's going to take advantage of the of the leg kick you know potential uh deficiency in morales's game just because he is so boxing oriented um if you look at that um that's the hobby fight the reason he gets ko'd is because he's like you know um he's very straight up like his posture is very upright um and then he just gets bombed on and he you know he just comes in and he i think he's you know getting ready to throw a punch and he gets to, uh, you know finished now he he, he was feigning the, the same jab like over and over yeah and over you know he, he he's just kind of predictable he's a little bit slow in my opinion you know he did throw four leg kicks in the three minutes against uh against what's his name against the hobby but Zahabi does not have power i'm going to tell you right now because i know people who have sparred with him he does not have real power morales he, he knocked he knocked draco stiff stiff dude stiff he does not have real power i'll tell you right ask bill dude ask bill he does not have real power um you know morales does have some real power and i think morales is low-key kind of embarrassed in that last fight that he had and you know his ufc career as a whole this guy trains at syndicate mma in vegas so uh so he knows he you know he's been around uh you know high level training for a while draco trains in like 
Omaha or something like that. And, you know, the only thing you know Omaha is Peyton Manning saying that shit over and over again and Warren Buffett. Like, it's not a mecca of MMA. So I don't know who he's training with. Um, I don't think he's very good at all. I don't think he has that much potential. Um, and I've got some plus money on Vince right now. Um, I think I cap him as a favor. I just think that his hands are better. Um, he's potentially able to get top position better on Draco and he has more rounds under his belt. That's a big thing for me. Draco's only been to the decision one time in his career. And I just don't think this guy should, this guy is literally bottom of the barrel in terms of the UFC bantamweight division, in my opinion. He might he might go out there and look really good, show a lot of improvements, but I think Vince Morales has more skills than him, has more experience than him, has a better cardio, and, you know, has a chip on his shoulder, you know, coming into this fight, even though Draco might too, but I just trust Vince more, um, and I think that he is, he's the favorite here, in my opinion. I just feel he has more ways to win. He should be able to pick, pick at Draco uh, if he's smart, you know, and move, move around the cage a little bit. And, you know, for me, Draco's only fought three minutes in the UFC. You know, he's going to be real excited. It's in Houston, Texas, bright lights, a yeah. lot of people there. He's going to be excited. So, you know, I think the under here might be, you know, a, a good spot just because I think these guys are going to go to war. They're going to bite the mouthpiece. Both of them have something to prove. Um, but I'm going to side with Vince Morales here. Um, and hopefully he gets it done by knockout. True. Big, good point about the crowd, too. Biggest stage Draco's ever fallen in. While uh, Morales flew into China and gave uh, Song a pretty tough fight. Uh, fight ends by, ends by knockout, plus 220 here. That's pretty like intriguing. That. Um, like we're going to move on. And just got to say, before we get into this next fight, this card f to the top of the card, just great fight after great fight. Great card by the UFC here. Doesn't have like that necessarily stellar main event. Uh, but from this car fight, Fiziev Green on, I mean, just incredible fight after incredible fight so really looking forward to this car saturday we're gonna be thank you uncle Dana. thank you uncle dana yeah true true um i i'll i'll thank the fighters i'll i'll thank the 26 fighters in the card and before i thank that uh, and sean shelby um so what about the fighters you want to give them a thank to you too or no no i'm just kidding no that's um, enough. yeah true um lightweight matchup we got Rafael Fiziev uh Rafael Fiziev he's not Brazilian minus 280 Bobby Green plus 220 a little bit of action coming in on Bobby Green these past few days and uh I, I guess I'll start with this one and uh, I do have a track bet on this fight got uh some Bobby Green here plus 260 I got him uh 0.7 units didn't go the full unit but I just think this line is off I don't have like extreme confidence in Bobby Green to pull off the victory but if if Green can make it out of round one here, if he can get past Fiziev's best power, I think the fight gets really close in rounds two and three. Uh, Bobby Green, kind of an underrated wrestler too. I mean, he's a great defensive grappler, but if he if he needs to, he can offensive wrestle. I mean, the stats say that too. He's hit takedowns in all four of his past uh, four fights against pretty decent wrestlers as well, like pretty decent overall fighters. Um, so. I think the striking's definitely got a favor Fizia, the kickboxer, the uh, the faster, the more powerful guy. But Bobby Green's a slick striker too. Um, as long as his chin holds up and he absorbs those first few punches from Fizia, I think he's got a good chance at making the striking close. I'm not going to favor him on the feet, definitely, but he can make it close. And then you got to favor Bobby Green if this fight gets into the clinch, if it gets into the grappling situations. Uh, Green might be able to take down Fiziev and and get some consistent top game with it. I mean, the best wrestler that Fiziev has fought so far is probably like Mark Diakasey. Um, 
you know, I guess Moicano might be a little bit better, but Moicano didn't have a good game plan in that Fiziev fight. He was staying at distance the entire time with Fiziev. Green's probably not going to do that. He's probably going to make him a little more uncomfortable, try to maximize his chances uh, at winning this uh, decision here. I think Bobby Green has a good chance to pull off the the decision by winning rounds two and three. So, uh, not confident in green, as I mentioned, but at, at the money line side of where it's at, where Fiziev is over minus 300, I think it's dog or pass. Uh, and it seems like the market is agreeing because the, the price is coming down a little bit. So do you share the same sentiment, Oz? Do you have any faith in Bobby Green here? Guys, listen to me. Listen to me, okay? You're going to hear this a lot of places. I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, but there is no way that Rafael Fiziev should be minus two, whatever the fuck he is right now, okay? Bobby Green, this guy, look, he does not get blown out of fights, okay? This guy, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine decisions, decisions in, a in a fucking row, okay? And then he got knocked out by Dustin Poirier. If not, it'd be like 12 straight, okay? So, I mean, Fiziev, look, I believe, like, no, I, I I believed in him against DeCasey. I was big on him there, plus one seventy. Like DeCasey is like a budget Bobby Green, basically, you know. Uh, and 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 you know, so it was an easy cash there. I was on the other side on Moicano because uh, Fiziev was like minus one forty, minus one fifty there, which I thought was a crazy price. You know, he he got it done there, but I feel he's just rolling that here. Uh, into into the Bobby Green fight and man, just Bobby Green, he's a dog, man. Like this guy's so well rounded. He's got great cardio. He's got a really good chin. You know, he's got knocked out two times in his career uh, by Dustin Poirier one, and who the hell? Who's the other guy? And he got TKO'd by I guess uh, Tim Means by retirement. You know, I, I don't know what happened there, but Tim Means is a one seventy pounder. If any of you guys know, but. Bobby Green's an animal, guys. This guy's an animal. Like, he loses close fights, sure, but he's in every single fight. He is well-rounded. He can fight for... From the orthodox stance. He can fight from... is just a stud everywhere. Um, and I don't think Rafael... Fazeev has ever felt pressure Bobby Green is going to come in with and the comfort that a guy like Bobby Green is going to have in that octic spec. In Tiger Thailand, Muay Thai, Muay Thai though, coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been at Sanford though, which is freaking Tiger Muay Thai USA. Um, but he's in here. I think I don't think he's gonna be able to. You know, Moicano is just a chinny motherfucker. Like I wish he would have won that fight, but he's just chinny. Like I feel like if he got settled a little bit in that fight, you know, maybe it plays out a little bit differently. But Bobby Green's gonna come for this guy, man. He's gonna come for him. He's gonna come for him with you know combinations, switching stances, throwing jabs, crosses. You know, coming out of his stance. He's gonna you know, meme mug him too, and stuff. give him like that look. He's you know? gonna, he He's he he's gonna come after him, man. He's just gonna come after him, and you just I just cannot be confident. And a guy like Rafael Fazeev, when he's never shown me that he's been like that, he can control a fight. When a guy's coming back from the Casey, extremely passive guy, like you know, just so passive. 
Moicano as well, very passive when he was coming to fight him. You know, I think the best comparison is that fight against Alex, Magomed. I mean, e e even the Alex White fight, you know, that fight got gritty. But you yeah, know, White pushed just, him against the cage. He, he made it tough. Yeah. Yeah, he was just so much better than than Alex White that it ended up mattering. But that Ma Magomed fight, what, what I mean is like, you know, that guy's not scared of you know Fazeev, and you saw what happened. And Bobby Green, he is not going to be scared of Rafael Fazeev. He does not give a fuck who Rafael Fazeev is, who he trains with, who he knows, who his baby mom's is. None of that shit. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, so he's going to come in there with his corner, and these guys are going to go to war man and it like i will hold a bobby green ticket and like i said earlier today guys if you lose a plus 200 ticket you lose it it is what it is but green is always in decisions we're in texas man like maybe they like the black guy who's coming forward and throwing shots at at, at, at fazeev who fazeev's trying to be real pretty he's trying to lean away from strikes he's trying to showboat you know the casey gave him the space and the respect and all that stuff Bobby Green doesn't give a shit about you know this dude or or, or how he wants to fight. Bobby Green is going to fight his fight. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it plays out well for him. You know, hopefully he 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 learned from that Tiago Moises fight where Tiago Moises parlayed a, a win over Bobby Green into a main event against Islam. If you're Bobby Green, you got to be like, man, f like th that should have been my fighter. Like, man, I should be in the top fifteen. Um, he would have styled on Islam too. You no, know, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you know, he's Bobby Green's like 34, and you know, this is you know coming towards the end of his career, and I think that's influencing the line. But I think it should maybe go the other way, where Bobby Green is just so experienced. This is uh, a fight where he should thrive, man. Like this is a Bobby Green mentality fight, and thing, uh, you know, I'm gonna back him. Nice, yeah. Okay. One thing I want to point out: last time Bobby Green was plus two hundred or above was against Rashid Magomedov and Jakar Close. Both those fights were split decision losses for him. So, I mean, he he's not a guy who you can easily cover minus three hundred against Bobby, at all. Bobby Green's has fought the who like he's fought high level. He's fought Edson Barbosa, Josh Thompson, Dustin Poirier. You know, Hashi, uh, like you said, uh, Rashid, Lando, like Clay Guida. He's for every kind of fighter you can fight. So I got to back him here at plus 240, plus 220, whatever it is. And we sit on that ticket and we see what happens because I think he's got a good chin. And I think he's coming out, uh, he's coming out, uh, you know, coming out. Uh, All right, we're going to move on to the main card for the next fight. You know, coming um, out with a bang. For sure. Um, both in agreement. Bobby Green's the side there. And okay. next fight is in the Bantamweight division. Another pick em fight kicking off the main card. We got Casey Kenny as the slight minus 113 favorite right now. Song Yudong minus one. 107. Yeah, you can start this one off, Ozzy. I love this fight, man. I love Do you love this fight? I love Great this fight. fight, man. This is an unbelievable fight. You know, I love Casey Kenny. I like Song Yudong. Um, you know, and I think this is just like a banger of a fight. Like, I think this has fight of night, fight of the year, you know, potentially because these guys just come for war, man. Like, it's right hand man versus left hand man. Like, who the hell is going to win that fight? Okay. Like, if Kenny wins, I'm tying my son's uh, arm behind his back, right arm. So he's left handed. Not that I have a son. 
not that responsible, guys, in case you haven't noticed. But getting into this fight, you don't man, not that you know of, you don't have a son. Not that I know of, man. You know, you never fucking know, man. You never know. But getting into this fight, you know, Song just, you know, this guy, if you look at Song Yudong, he has never paid off his I mean, not I'm not gonna say never paid off his price, but very you know, against this top 15, top 20 kind of competition, he does not pay off these favorite prices or, or, or favorite prices. He just doesn't do it. And Casey Kenny, you know, I'm not saying I think so, but some would argue Casey Kenny's undefeated. I don't know. You know, they say that Marab fight, Marab was just hugging. But either way, and, you know, some people say that he, he, he beat Dominic Cruz cleanly. I had a a big bet on Dominic Cruz, so I don't. I don't. Who the fuck thinks that? Nobody. I'll find idiots. I'll find Cruz. I watched that today. Cruz won rounds one and three vividly. That's easy. I thought you were talking about the Marab fight. I'll show you very a lot of people that I know. I know my boy Sriram is a believer that Kenny won that one. I'll show you a lot of people that think Cruz that uh, Cruz lost that fight. But any, I mean, I mean, other than those losses, though, that Adam Antolin fight, that was a highway robbery, like highway robbery, in my opinion. But dude, Kenny's a stud. Like this guy's got some power in his hands, has a submission game, has a really good wrestling game, is a judo black belt. This guy, I love Casey Kenny. You know, some people might not like Casey Kenny, like Megan Anderson might not might not, might not like Casey Kenny. <laughs> But I love Casey Kenny. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't I, care. I saw an article that said uh, that he should be removed from that card. Uh, Dude. Remember that? Remember um, that? They said, yeah. should Casey Kenny be removed from UFC 259? It was probably your boy who wrote that shit. It was. It was. It was, it was. My it, boy. Well, of course you know that it was your boy. You're trying to leave that out. You know, you thought that <laughs> I didn't know that. You thought that I didn't know that. I'm going to leave his name out because I'm not trying to give nobody clout. We, yeah, we don't but need that. I'm not trying to give nobody clout. But... Kenny's a dog, man. Like this guy, you know, a lot of people knocked his cardio a little bit. You know, I think he showed he showed himself uh, you know, in that dude, when you think about it, he fought Dominic Cruz in that small cage. And, you know, Cruz is moving around well, but Kenny Kenny was in that fight and he was landing on Cruz, you know, not at will, but he was landing on Cruz. And if you could land on Cruz, I'm gonna tell you one thing, John. You could land on Cruz. You could land on Song Yudong, okay? You could definitely land on Song Yudong. You know, Song Yudong, I, I told a few guys this. His IQ, if you if you circle away from his right hand, it drops like 78 points. Like, this guy, he Kyler Phillips, watch that fight. Kyler Phillips just circles to, his, to Kyler Phillips, his own right-hand side, and Song Yudong's like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, come back over here. He just... There's so many times he has no strikes from his left-hand side. Like, he doesn't throw kicks. He doesn't throw punches. He didn't do anything. Casey Kenny's left-handed, okay? And I just think this is a style matchup that is just favorable for Casey Kenny. Uh, Song has some good get-ups, right? He's he's hard to hold down. But if you're getting taken down by Kyler Phillips, I'll tell you right now that Casey Kenny is putting Kyler Phillips on his ass in training because they train together at fucking will, okay? Um, you know, I think that Marlon Vera fight, that was at 145, okay? A lot of people don't don't know that, don't think about that. That was at 145, and Song Yudong slowed slowed down in that fight, um, you know, even, even without a weight cut. And if you take that, let's take that fight away, right? You know, he's got that draw against Cody Stamen, and who else has he beat? Felipe, uh, Felipe uh, Arantes. Arantes. 
Vince Morales and Alejandro Perez. Okay, I'm not even gonna count that other Indian dude that he beat in his uh in his debut. But it's just Bahar not an, whatever the fuck his name is. It's just not an impressive resume, dude. How can you not want to bet Casey Kenny here? I feel like you gotta jump through like four different uh, hula hoops to be like, hey, you know, I like Song Yudong here. No offense if you do, but it's just like you know, you just have to have to be reaching. You know, to 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 like song here. You know, in my opinion, Kenny was a big favorite against not a big favorite, but he was a decent sized favorite against Cruz. And I just feel he I has. No, he wasn't. Was he minus one fifty? He closed, man. I remember I was adding to Cruz at plus one thirty. I'm not saying that he should. Oh, that's have been right. Bad. That's right. Yeah, but you know, I just think that Kenny here has the stylistic advantage. He potentially has some cardio advantage. And, you know, he just has, like, more tools to win this fight. So I like, I love Casey Kenny as a fighter overall, and I like him in this fight a lot. You know, I'm just, but I'm waiting. I'm trying to see if, you know, there's some song love. I could get Kenny maybe at evens, but I definitely favor him in this fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you again here. Uh, I just see Kenny as the more versatile fighter, which you said in, you know, a, a few more words. But he just has more attacks on the feet. Um want to fix that real quick uh Ozzie. so he has he can actually attack with his boxing he can set up the leg kicks he can attack the body with the kicks uh he's got pretty good knees and elbows in the clinch as well and you really hit that point home so song is so reliant on his right hand he doesn't have a good jab he doesn't cut people off he doesn't have good footwork he doesn't kick the legs that much he's just so reliant on that one punch of his and Casey Kenny can just attack you from so many different angles. He can has the wrestling advantage here. I do think he has the cardio advantage. And the one thing that I could see preventing me from betting him is I, I do think that Song probably has like a good round one. Obviously, that's going to be his best round. He might win round one. Um, and you might get a better live price on Kenny. I think that's pretty likely here like i think we're gonna get plus money on kenny in the first few minutes and i think it's gonna be like probably one one heading into round three and in the same thing that happened in the kenny and wood fight is that kenny has that grappling advantage he can lean on that in a close fight he got that takedown got like a back take a clinch or something like that on wood and was able to win that fight with his grappling and that's probably what's going to happen here it's going to be a close striking fight but kenny's got that grappling he can lean on and that's probably going to win him the fight here win him a close decision uh casey kenny decision is like plus 180 i think value on that and uh i'll be looking to live bet casey kenny here so and j j just to add on, just because I know that guy uh, last week, you know, he was like, "Hey, you said you like Chris Gonzalez, and you were listen. This is a pick 'em fight, right? Casey Kenny's minus one ten, minus one fifteen, whatever it is. What that means is it's a very easy fight for one guy to lose, one guy to win, right? Both these guys got power. I'm, I think I'm kind of looking at, you know, maybe the KO line. What's what's fight ends in, by KO? What is that? Yeah, good question. I, Probably no, I bet plus one thirty. I'd say if I had to. No, guess. no way, no way, no way, no well, way. Inside the distance is plus one sixty. I bet. I know. I oh, bet. Oh, yeah, right. Kenny, so plus one eighty, maybe. I bet Kenny KO like plus like I don't. know. It was a ridiculous price, and it was like plus nine hundred. It was some crazy. It was a crazy number. But I oh, feel like forty. I feel like these dudes are gonna bang, man. You plus know, two forty. Kenny's tough, but he's in a comfort song. He's he wants to finish this guy. So you know, I side with Song. I'm trying to get a good price on him, but you know, China no, 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 you don't. You just said I so, side. Oh, with excuse song. me, excuse me, excuse me, Kenny. 
Um, yeah, some guy would have came back at you and said, I lost to Beckus for that, but uh, luckily we corrected oh. you. All right, we got a rematch in the next fight taking place in the women's strawweight division. We got my girl Angela Hill taking on Tisha Torres. Torres, slight favorite, minus 138. Angela Hill coming back at plus 118. So I watched the first fight this week, and Torres didn't really want to engage much on the feet. No really, no real reason, uh, reason she had to. She was just trying to wrestle there. That was her game plan. She hit some pretty easy open space takedowns in rounds one and two. Clearly won the rounds, and not much really happened in round three. But looking at where the fighters have gone since that fight, I definitely think Angela Hill has gotten better of the two. I don't think Tisha Torres has regressed, really. I think Torres has gotten better, too. And Torres might be at her all-time best right now. Uh, you know, look really good in her past two wins. But the gulf in their skill is is much smaller than it was the first fight, especially when it comes to defending takedowns for Hill. Hill's takedown defense, her get-ups, her bottom game have gotten a lot better. You know, she went from getting taken down and submitted versus Randa Marcos to preventing takedowns and standing up from side control versus Claude Jigadalia. So she's made big improvements in her defensive grappling. And I think Torres is going to have a much difficult, more difficult time taking her down here. And the striking should be really even. I mean, Torres... Her striking looked pretty good against Hughes and Van Buren, uh, but Angela Hill is a much better striker than those women, and I think it's going to be 50-50 striking exchanges, and the only way Torres is going to look like a favorite is if she wrestles. So if you like Torres here, you better be pretty confident that she wrestles because she's not going to cover minus 135 unless she hits takedowns here. So um, I'm leaning in a close split decision type of fight. I guess I'll pick Tisha Torres, but... Uh, I'll definitely be cheering for my girl, Angela Hill. Uh, one of my favorite fighters on the roster, Angela Hill. So uh, definitely be cheering for her here. What are you thinking about this one, Ozzy? Yeah, man, you know, this is a, this is a tough fight for me to take a side on. Um, I, you know, I, I, I loved what Tisha Torres, uh, you know, how she looked in her last fight. Like, she knew Sam Hughes was, you know, she knew who Sam Hughes was. She knew her what her name was. So she was like, hey, man, I'm going to go ham on, on this chick, uh, you know, and dominate her. Um, but in this fight against Angela Hill, you know, I like that, you know, Tisha Torres, Tisha Torres is a training, uh, tr training, uh, background, you know, she's training with like a lot of tough girls and stuff, but you know, like, I, like you said, I'm not very confident in either, in either of these girls, um, I mean, right now, Tisha Torres just moved to minus 140 on Bet Online. Uh, so, so Angela Hill's plus 120 now. So, like you said, you know, Tisha Torres is going to have to use some some takedowns here. Um, you know, to 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 control Angela Hill. I would not feel confident if I knew this fight was at range or in the clinch range for most of it. Because I just feel Angela Hill, she's gonna probably look uh, be landing more damage on her. Uh, even if even if Tisha takes her down, you know, it, it, you know Angela might be throwing elbows, throwing you know she she just might be just super super scrappy here. So I'm not confident in laying chalk on Tisha. I think Tisha is great, you know, in the women's division in this 115 pound uh, division. She's quick, you know, to, to make up for her uh, short short uh, range or short uh, reach. Um, and she gets in there and she mixes it up. Um, I think I'm going to side though with Angela Hill and think that she pulls off some kind of upset win here just by being very active, throwing kicks out there, um, and stifling those blitz attacks of Tisha, which I think she relies on a little bit too heavily. Nice. I love it.
Uh, we'll definitely be cheering for Hill on the podcast on Saturday night. And next fight, amazing fight in the welterweight division. We got Vincente Luque taking on Michael Chiesa. Another near pick him. Luque, slight favorite, minus 113. Chiesa, minus 107. A lot of action came in on Chiesa these past few days. It seems like people are favoring uh, Chiesa in the market in this one. Uh, you can start this one off, Ozzy. What are you leaning towards here? Yeah, so awesome fight. You know, who 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 hates a Vincente Luque fight? You know, it doesn't matter who you match up this guy with. You know, you're excited to watch it. Um, you know, Chiesa or Chiesa uh, as uh, us uh, Italian, you know, Euro cashers, you know. call it you know shatters this on um i've been a big fan of his you know i, I think i might have been the only guy uh, on him against uh rafael dos Anjos. you know i don't know what these guys are thinking that they were laying to minus 260 on dos Anjos, i only um, bet minus with, 225 so it's cool yeah i mean you're a fool i told you um and you i remember you said you gave a credit you're like man ozzy tried to warn us but kiesa is just you know, we talked about wit last week. This guy's a fucking truck on top, and he'll submit you though. Um, and it gets to good positions. Like, you know, Kiesa is just, you know, South Paul, he's just a weird, unorthodox, like this guy's like he reminds me of uh what's that guy's name from the Incredibles? What he reminds me of like a Miss Elastic. I'm thinking of the guy, but I'm thinking of the wife more so. This guy's arms go on for fucking ever, and he just body locks, clinches you, and finds a way to take you down. And Vicente Luque, you know, the thing with him is, you know, people don't think that he is a attrition-based guy. They just think he's a super knockout artist because he, he you know, he's able to put guys away. But in my opinion, he's not really a one-shot guy, and he's a guy who could get tracked down. Um, and that's why he's lost a few of his uh, UFC fights when he gets put into the clinch uh, and you know and taken down. Even a guy like Derek Krantz, you know, I I forgive you if you do not know who that is. Uh, not you, but I'm saying the listeners. Even Derek Krantz had this motherfucker's back, like full on hooks in, flattened out, um, you know, and and took Vicente Luque down, um, you know. Randy Brown took him down. Like, Randy Brown doesn't have any takedowns. So, I mean, I think Luque here, you know, this guy, he's going to have to fight hard. And th this is my issue because I think Vicente Luque, even if he wins the first round, this is, th this is the caveat. Even if he wins the first round, okay, he's going to have to fight hard to win that first round, in my opinion. And if Kies is smart, he's going to make him fight hard to, to win that first round, taking up space, getting into him, throwing jabs out, throwing these awkward punches out. Luque, he's a rhythm-based striker. You know, he likes, you know, stepping back, getting into his rhythm, bouncing up and down. Muay Thai-based guy. Um, I just think Kiesa, you know, he's probably able to land some... Uh, Luque, he eats punches, dude. He does not block punches. He doesn't slip punches. He just eats punches. Like he, he he's not a he's not a very he's not a defensive mastermind. Okay, he's a offensive buzzsaw, and that's why we love him. But against Kiesa, I think Kiesa is able to probably land some punches because Luque probably doesn't respect it as much. He's able to get some takedowns. And when he is on top, man, I don't think Vincente, maybe early on, Vincente could get up a little bit. But if Kiesa gets, gets him down more often than not, 
Uh, Vicente's not getting up, man. He, he, I just don't think so. And Kiesa just has, I mean, watch that Magni fight, man. He puts his shoulder, which is a very impressive deltoid. He's got huge shoulders. He just puts that cross face on you, and dude, you're not getting up. It's not happening. This guy knows how to control guys. He is a high level grappler, high, high, high level, which is what I try to tell these guys before they lost all their money on Rafael dos Anjos. But anyway, this guy's a high level grappler, man. He just is. You know, he's got, he doesn't have many strikes, striking. Look at his stats, man. This guy lands less than two significant strikes per minute, which is insane. I, I don't think I've ever seen so something that low, but he gets over three takedowns per fight. Um, so I like Kiesa here. I, I don't have any action on him. I'll tell you that right now. I did not take some of the plus money on him. I'm kicking myself because of it. Um, and I'm going to look for him live though, because I think this is a fight where like you, like, you know, it could be volatile. It could go one way. Like I said, I think, you know, Vicente could have a great first round and you could get Kiesa at a really good price or vice versa could happen. You know, Kiesa could have a really good round and you could get uh, Vicente at a great price. But so I like I'll, Kiesa here. I'll take the point you just said, and I, I think I'll disagree with it. I think this isn't a good fight to lie back because I think the dynamic here is going to be so clear after round one. Uh, I mean, this is a great fight. I think it's a it's a great matchup, but it's not going to be a, a great fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's either going to be Luke a uh, skull fucking him on the feet or Kiesa just, you know, um dragging him down to the mat and, and out grappling him pretty heavily yeah I, I hear i hear what you say there but my my thing with that is that i can see that but i just think uh vicente is not going to want to accept bottom position so he's going to make kiesa work from on top in that first round like if kiesa takes him down you know he's going to be trying to to rush it he's not going to concede yeah He's not going to concede and if kiesa can get that takedown in the first round i think uh Vicente's gonna be getting aggressive. You know, like I think he stuffs like one or two takedowns. He's gonna be getting aggressive. He might, you know, start uh expending that gas tank. And I'm telling you right now, anytime, I don't care how tired Kiesa is or what time the fight is, if he gets to clinch on 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 anybody, he could take him down. You know? So that's how I see um it. so and then taping this fight is difficult because Luke has fought like in this like astonishing low amount of grapplers. Like you mentioned, Krantz and Brown were able to take him down. He was taken down by those guys, but I don't put a, a massive amount of stock into those because Krantz just kind of bull rushed him, caught him off guard. He eventually did defend pretty well and knock him out quite easily. And same, same thing happened with Brown. But I think the fight you really got to look at is the last like guy who dedicated a, a game plan to trying to grapple with them. And that was Leon Edwards uh, almost or over four and a half years ago, really. And Luke is a pretty good cardio guy. Like you saw him knock out price in round three after a tough fight. He broke down Brown and knocked him out later in the fight. Uh, same thing with Barbarina, but like in the Leon Edwards fights, Luke was uncharacteristically gassed in round three because the guy's just not used to that grappling pace of a fight. Meanwhile, yes, in which fight, which fight, uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah. Um, so if this fight, gets past the seven and a half minute mark, I think it heavily favors Kiesa, who's just going to be so much more used to that pace. I mean, if if Kiesa's losing, I think it's probably going to be knockout in the first half of the fight. And if Kiesa's 
alive past that halfway point, I think the fight is really his to, to win or lose. I think that Kiesa is going to take him down. I think he's going to have success out grappling him. I saw enough success for, with, from Leon, from Krantz, even that brief success from Randy Brown. Uh, and I just don't think he's trusted. He's proven enough in those defensive grappling positions like you for me to be laying chalk on luke in this spot you'd have to really see him fighting like a dedicated grappler fending off those takedown attempts and winning the fight but he just hasn't done that lately uh against good enough fighters to where i'm comfortable picking him so i gotta side with the grappler here i did get plus money on him bet mgm was hanging plus 125 uh just about four or five days ago it's crazy to see where this line has moved uh, i got some uh great uh closing line movement on that one yeah, he was plus 125 on, on Sunday night, and here we are four or five days ago, all the way down to minus 115, a huge change in the odds. And uh, I like uh, Kiesi here to outgrapple Luke. I'm not so sure if it's going to be a submission. I think I'm kind of leaning more towards a decision. Um, and uh, some props for this fight. I don't know if it's still available. Luke sub. Yeah, it is still 14 to 1. Uh, I think it is somewhat possible that Luke, you know, hurts him, uh, finishes him off of the submission, maybe catches a Darce or a front choke some sometimes in the front. But uh, fourteen to one, not too bad for submission. Any other closing thoughts you got there, Ozzy? No, not really. I just want Kiesa to win. Nice, nice <laughs> word. Sounds good. Maybe, hopefully, he goes back to plus money. But at this point, it's not really looking like it. But we're gonna move on to the Comian event, the Battle of Brazil. Uh, two of uh. The coolest fighters in the UFC. We got uh, the best fighter ever, Jose Aldo, minus 113. Pedro Munoz, minus 107 uh, as a sled underdog. Another story where the underdog is getting a lot of action. Pedro Munoz, just plus 115, plus 120, just two or three Daddy. days ago. Now he's all the way down to a near pick him. So uh, I'll let you start this one off in the Battle of Brazil. What are you thinking here, uh, Aldo versus Munoz? There's a new... King of Brazil rolling the fuck in, and his name is Pedro Munoz. Okay, the young Punisher. All right. So, I mean, Aldo. The current king is is Marlon Moraes, correct? The current king. I mean, in some people's books, but not really. Uh, he lost that fight. Of course. Not. Anyway, anyway. Um, you know, if the Jose Aldo in the Marlon Moraes fight shows up, you know, I mean, Pedro could be in trouble potentially. Could be. Because... Uh, I disagree. Actually, I I think he. I think that. If, you don't like that, that Pedro? You don't like that, Marlon? I mean, you I, don't like that, Jose? I actually thought Aldo lost that fight. I thought he lost rounds one and three. Yeah, whatever, but he looked good in that fight. you think that was his best performance at 135. He's had three fights. I, I'd, say Ch I'd say Chito was. Or, or yeah. No, 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 I think that was his guys, worst performance. Guys, 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 do not listen to this guy, okay? He went, listen. he went, he won a round off the champion. No, he won, that does not matter. Got, no. Jan's the second best fighter in MMA right now, and Jan does not matter. Ronaldo went toe to toe with him for 15 minutes. Doesn't matter, bro. Jan was slow playing this guy, man. Jan beat his ass, you know, felt him out in the first round, hurt him with that body kick, you know, hit him with that body shot after on the and ground. Decided to lose the next. No, two no, rounds. no, 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 no. But then Jose Aldo came out with the energy in the second round. He was like, "All right, like you know, I just got fucked up in that first round, right? If I lose the second round, what happens? I need to win all three rounds." to win the fight right that's how the math works if i'm if i'm if i think i have You're that correct. right i i got that right right so jose aldo's like all right i gotta empty the tank or i gotta win this second round in my opinion i rewatched that third round and that fight in, as a whole i didn't think aldo won that third round i don't no, know how he didn't. Yon, Yon did win three 
I didn't look back at how it was scored, but I was like, there's no but way. It's still remarkable that he came back from he looked, feeling he looked, nearly he finished. He looked okay, in my opinion. He looked okay in that third round, but he, you know, he had nothing in the fourth round uh, at all. Um, and yeah. just, you know, I just feel like Jan kind of slow played him a little bit, you know, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I think Jan kind of slow played him. Yeah. I think he looked god awful in the Marlon Verified. Just like terrible. I've been trying to what? tell guys, I've been trying to tell guys, I'm like, dude, Jose Aldo. Panic wrestled in the third round to stop getting pressured by Mar Marlon. Vera. How can you Clearly, panic wrestle if you hit the Marlon, first takedown and control the guy for four minutes Marlon, easily? Marlon, Mar he didn't even try to submit him at any point. He just wanted. He just wanted to no, hold on. No he need. Yeah, he, but he didn't but, want. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want no action in that fight. But Vera's, Vera's this a good is my turn. This is my turn. This is my turn. Okay, this is my turn. All right, Vera's not a good grappler. Um, he could like the fact that he, you can't get out in a five minute round. Can't get out from back from back mount when you have the better cardio. Embarrassing, dude. Marlon Vera went to war with Davy Grant, guys. Okay, remember this. Okay, he beat Sean O'Malley, who everyone thinks is awful. Right? Doesn't know like not that he's awful, but is whatever. Whatever Pretty your bad. opinion is, whatever your opinion is, he beat Sean O'Malley. Got that Jose Aldo fight, and it went to war, war, war with Davy Grant. All right, just. You know, the way I see Aldo now is just, you know, I think he's got some, like I said, I think if he comes out like he did in that Marlin fight, I mean, yeah, in that Marlin fight, I just felt his jab looked great. He's going to the body really well, throwing in combination, you know, have, he had so much energy. He was coming forward. Dude, Marlon Marais, after the fight, he was like, dude, I was surprised that this guy had so much energy and it was coming forward and was pressuring me so much in that, in, in the fight as a whole, you know, and he ended up slowing down a little bit, but look, let's get the to the winner to the winning side to pedro munoz pedro munoz okay guys is real he's legit like you know people have underrated uh pedro munoz his whole mma career okay he came into the ufc he had to take a short notice fight against uh rafael asuncao for the casuals who don't really know rafael asuncao they don't only know him uh because he was on cody garbrandt's highlight rafael asuncao back when uh, Munoz for him was like the number one guy, number one contender. I think he might have been coming off a win over TJ TJ Dillashaw, um, you know, in the fight previous or shortly after, whatever. Um, Pedro took that fight on maybe like a few days' notice. If you look at his body in that fight, you see that that's a different guy than the dude that is fighting right now. Um, after that fight, I mean, some people, like I said earlier, could argue he's undefeated. Some people could argue that. Some people gave him that fight against Aljo. You know, I'm not one of them. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, the Jimmy Rivera fight, unreal. The first one, casuals. The John Dodson fight, robbery in my opinion. Uh, and the Frankie Edgar fight, I won a lot of money on that, I'll be honest. But uh, I don't know. Pedro Munoz, just, he, he, he's fire hydrant. As on impossible to put away maybe aldo's the guy you know throwing these body shots and the energy nah. that he ha that he has but i just don't see it man i just think pedro munoz is gonna chip away at jose aldo he's gonna throw you know people people see the the range and the reach disadvantage but look this is a thing where, where um you know some people don't look at pedro munoz guess what right what is his reach his reach is 65 inches john okay Right, he's got twenty three fight, twenty five fights in the, in his career. Okay, guess what his reach has been in all twenty five fights. Guess 
his reach what it, it varies no exactly it never varies it's always 65 inches he's <laughs> always at a reach disadvantage bro he's got fucking hobbit arms it just is what it is but it does not bother the man the man hunts you down right he throw he throws calf kicks like nobody's business all right he does not care about his calves or his shins all right ask shimmy rivera man he was going to war with jimmy rivera and he was like all right you want to throw calf kicks back let's do it man like this guy is so durable he's made a rock okay he does not stop he's got incredible cardio he's got amazing body i think he's got the best front kick body kick kind of you know technique in the ufc he hurts everybody with the body kick. He hurt Jimmy Rivera. He hurt Aljamain Sterling. He didn't hurt uh, Cody Garbrandt because he uh, debilitated him with body with uh, leg kicks. He hurt Brian Caraway. He hurt John Dodson. This guy has insane body kicks. And although went you know right away, clutched at his ribs as soon as he got kicked in the body by Peter Yan, um, and then acted like he had a broken rib when he was on the ground. So I think Pedro Munoz, he's just way more hungry. He's coming for that King of Brazil title. He's coming out of ATT. He's got Mike Brown in his corner. They're game planning for Jose Aldo, and he's coming for that guy's head, Ben. I'm telling you, he is going to butcher Jose Aldo in this fight. Punches, kicks, knees, submissions, ground game, top game. Back game, all the games. Pedro Munoz is coming for the belt. He's coming for Jose Aldo at minimum. And it's going to be ugly for Jose Aldo, in my opinion. I think he's going to slow down. You know, I think he's got some skills. I love Jose Aldo. You know, he's got some loose shoulders. He's got some loose arms. Who's, who's winning but I round think, one? Who gives a fuck? Uh, uh, Pedro Munoz is winning the fight. Look, I think, Pe uh, I think, I think that uh, Jose Aldo could win round one. But, dude. Pedro sure. Munoz, Pedro Munoz is cerebral, man. He is coming in there with a game plan. I know this. Listen, yes, guys. I, so I agree with that. But coming I, in I, here, I'm and little... he's going to dissect uh, Jose Aldo. So I've got, I've got a little more uh, respect for Aldo here and, and the threat in this matchup because I do think he will win round one. Uh, I think his jab will be there early, uh, but the, the issue is, it's he kind of. I, I will say this thing about the Vera fight is that he did win that fight, but he took as minimal risk and like used as minimal energy as humanly possible to win, to beat Vera there. Like in the striking, he was kind of just throwing a couple body shots, a couple leg kicks. Wasn't really throwing that many punches to Vera's head. He just kind of uh, picked them apart as efficiently as he could. Um, so it wasn't any, like it wasn't a crazy overbearing performance, but it was still a solid uh, technical performance from Aldo there. But that, that type of game plan isn't going to work against Munoz because Munoz just pressures you nonstop. He doesn't care about jabs. He's actually pretty good at checking leg kicks. Him and Rivera got into kind of a leg kick battle in the first few minutes of, of the destroyed fight. Him. And Munoz won it so easily. Not only did he land the harder offensive kicks, he was the only one who was checking kicks. And Munoz is pretty heavy on his lead legs. He's actually sneaky good at checking leg kicks. So Aldo's going to have a big weapon of his taken away. The only way I see Aldo clearly winning the fight is by really investing in the body and breaking car uh, Munoz's cardio down. And maybe Munoz can't pressure as effectively as he typically does. Aldo wins the first two rounds uh, scrapes by a 29, 28 decision. That's the best case scenario I see for Aldo here, because you mentioned Munoz's durability. The guy is honestly one of the most durable fighters I've ever seen in MMA. Like Yoel Romero tier durable. This guy is, is, virtually indestructible i mean since uh 
Jimmy Rivera dropped him like six years ago. Have we seen Munoz like dropped or hurt one time since then? I mean, it would be hard to think of one. Um, so I, I favor Aldo in round one here. I think he's going to win round one, but I think Munoz is so reliable to win round three with his pressure, with his attrition, that it's hard for me to not pick Major Munoz here because I think he's going to either win round three, like 10-8, or nearly finish Aldo, possibly even get that round three knockout. So I do like Munoz here as an underdog. I got in a 1.5 unit bet on him at plus 115. Also have some Munoz round three at plus 1800. Munoz KO plus 600. There's a lot of props I think are value for this fight. And I think Munoz is either going to win a 29-28 or 29-27 decision or a round three finish here. I think he's uh, really going to find his stride in the second half of this fight. I think, um, uh, I'm really interested to see how the leg kick battle goes here. Who's going to be landing the leg kicks. And I think uh, even if it stays boxing, I mean, Munoz is a really slick boxer too. He outboxed uh, Frankie Edgar, no matter what the judges say. He started to have real good success with his jab against Jimmy Rivera. And uh, I just am favoring the more durable, the better pressure fighter, the higher output guy in Pedro Munoz at this point in their career. So I love Aldo, one of my favorite fighters ever, uh, but I am picking against him here. And last note I'll say is the draw in this fight is actually somewhat possible. You know, when I mentioned Aldo winning those first two rounds, Munoz round 10-8 uh, round three, uh, 66 to one bet online, not a bad fight to stab on the draw at. So, um, Got any uh, concluding thoughts yes. before you move on? Yes, yes, I do. Look, guys, like this is a fight where I'll tell you I have more than two units on Pedro at plus uh, plus one sixteen, and I just feel strongly about this. I just think that you know this is a this is a great line on on a guy who is so reliable in Pedro Munoz. You know the approach he's going to take. You know that even if his approach is not working, he is not going to deviate from it. And even if he does need to deviate from it, he is just so incredibly well-rounded. Look at Jose Aldo's three wins, last three wins. Marlon Vera, Hinata Moicano, Jeremy Stevens, okay? Think about the two knockout wins, right? Moicano and Stevens. What do we know about those two guys? They cannot take any shots. They cannot take punches at all. What do you um, mean? Jeremy Stevens, one of the most I, like, historically durable players. I don't know. Ever. Jeremy, that boy, motherfucker, soft. All right. He got hit with one body shot in the first round and he was like, chill, I'm out. Okay. The, Jeremy Stevens is, he just, Jeremy Stevens is not like any he's type uber of high class fighter. He is no, not but he's any, uber durable. He got, he went down first body shot. You, you don't go down with the first body shot you take. Okay. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to hear any more diminishing Sin. of all those resume. I want to hear, you don't go down from the first body shot you take. I don't give a fuck who you are. If I punch Martian in his gut and he goes down first first Would shot, I'm, I'm out of there, all right? He's not my boy anymore. You got to take at least the first one. So point being is just I don't think – I think Aldo – so the real thing is, I just think when he sees this dude, Pedro Munoz, in front of him taking shots – you know, I think he's going to be like, shit. That's why I think he needs to be like he was against Marais, where he's throwing that jab, he's working that quick jab. Because Pedro Munoz, he's a little bit, he could get a little bit plotty. They are in the big cage now, which is something Jose Aldo's more comfortable with, I will say, in that Olivera uh, fight, they were in a small cage. So maybe it was, he was not comfortable, you know, he could dance around, you know, more. But I just love Pedro Munoz in this spot. And I'm backing him with real dollars, guys. Real dollars. So look, if he loses, 
Don't say shit, because I lost more money than you did, all right? Let's go to the next fight. Be, be ready to add him in the live line, too, I'll say, too. And, yes, sir. Uh, that's yes, going to move us on to the main event. Interim heavyweight championship fight. We got Houston's own Derek Lewis as the plus 300 underdog. Cyril Gaon, minus 400 favorite. I'll start this one off. And I tweeted out a few days ago, Gaon, minus 310, still value. Uh it's now minus 355. It was briefly minus 400. I, I cap gain over 80%, 85% here. I just, I I mean, it's a pretty common sentiment to, to this matchup, but I do think Derek Lewis is KO or bust. I don't think he can win rounds. I don't think he can submit uh, gain. He's not going to have any other way to win the fight by knockout. But, you know, that, that's that been said about a lot of, uh, of Lewis fights before. He still won those fights. The most notable you got to think of is the Blades fight where it was obviously his most recent fight. Blades was winning the fight, but Lewis was still able to time that uppercut. That super predictable entry from Curtis Blades led to that uppercut. And I just think it's an easy distinction to make. You got Blades who was was fainting that that takedown for like 15 seconds straight. Like he he shot a takedown in round two. He got it actually stuffed. Like Lewis actually had some really good single leg uh, takedown defense there. and then. Blades was looking to time his next takedown. He was thinking too much about it. He wasn't setting it up, and he ducked right into that uppercut. But the difference with Gan is, is Gan is so much better at measuring distance. He he's really almost never caught off guard. He's almost never where he doesn't want to be. He's not going to be lowering his head into that same range that Blades was. He's not going to be giving uh, Lewis an opportunity to knock him out. So if Lewis wants to knock Gain out, he's going to have to really get aggressive pressure gain and try to find it himself because Gain's not going to give him the opportunity to find that. And I, I don't trust Lewis to do it. I think he's going to be playing catch up the entire fight. I think Gain is the much better striker, the much better athlete, better footwork. He's going to be jabbing him to death. He's going to be kicking his legs apart. He's going to be lighting up his body with those body kicks. And the real question becomes, is Gain going to finish him by knockout or is he going to go to decision? And when the fight was first announced, I was kind of leaning towards decision. You know, Gain coming off that 50-45 over uh, Volkov, probably his best performance to date. But re-watching Lewis in that Blades fight and the way he was getting hit versus Blades, first off, he was getting his leg kicks really easily there. And then even when Blades would touch him with punches, I mean, Lewis just didn't look durable. He looked uncomfortable. It looked like when he shelled up uh, versus Junior Dos Santos in their fight, it just he just didn't look durable. And now I'm kind of leaning more towards a knockout. I think that Gain has a good chance at folding him with a body kick early on. I think Gain could just debilitate his legs with those leg kicks and, and force a TKO here. So I'm picking a Gain knockout 2-3. Wouldn't be surprised if it went to decision because Gain never really pours it on for that knockout. He's never looking for the knockout himself. He's content to just stay in the same gear, kind of like Sean Strickland this past weekend. But I think uh, Lewis isn't durable enough to take the damage that's going to come his way. And uh, I cap Gain, you know, 83 85%. I think Lewis has a small 15% window to win by some crazy knockout, but I don't think it's happened. I think Gain's going to pick him apart here. So, uh, I think I think you're kind of disagreeing with me here from what the vibes I got from you this week, and we've been agreeing a lot tonight. So hopefully you you disagree here. What are you thinking about this main event, Ozzy? And you know, like, you no, know, just you know, I told you last <laughs> week, man. So you saw that fight with AJ McKee and Pitbull, right? 
AJ McKee definitely has some kind of advantage with that shit being in LA. He just he just did. And I think Derek Lewis is gonna have some kind of advantage here of it being in his home state. But but Gon's just way better than him as a fighter. You know, that's just a fact. Like that's just not even an opinion, it's a fact. Um I just hate Gon, man. I just, you know, I just don't like the dude. <laughs> I just don't like the dude. I feel like you know, if if Volkov would have bit on the mouthpiece a little bit and not been, you know, such a sissy, he would have he would have got something done. Instead, he's fighting Martin Tabora in his next goddamn fight. That's what you're gonna lose because Tabora's the goat. As I fucking hope so. But Tabora's definitely gonna be a fat dog there. But anyway, uh, you know, I think that if if Tabor if uh what's his name Volkov you know you can't you get these European dudes or Asian dudes whatever you call Russia mixed up um but I, I feel like if Volkov just bit on that goddamn mouthpiece a little bit he could have hit Gon's dumbass man I don't think Gon likes getting hit he's definitely never been hit so if dude they I'm gonna be real sad if Derek Lewis is not able to connect on Gon I mean, whoa 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 hold on. You're telling me Volkov landed 115 strikes on this is I what I can't that either. And then, this is what this is why you can't. Those numbers. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Can't rely on these stat motherfuckers, man. You telling me this guy was landing 23 strikes around? There's no way. There's no way. There's none. Yeah, I don't know where that. Oh, it says he it says he had landed 56 light kicks. That that counts. 56 Dude. light kicks. I don't remember that Dude. shit. There's no way this guy was landing 25 strikes a fucking round. It's crazy shit. The man. stats say these guys like kicked each other 96 times in 25 Dude, minutes. That's got to be like an all time high. These stat guys are fucking out of this world, man. They're out of this world. But, you know, I'm going to leave those guys alone, man. That means that more than half the strike, about half the strikes were light kicks. Insane. But anyway, th- th- proves my point, okay? Derek Lewis, you know what he's not throwing out there? He's not throwing out no. Bitch ass leg kicks, okay? He's coming for uh Gon's head. All right. How many leg kicks did uh Jarzinho? Even Jarzinho, 23 leg kicks, bro. He landed Jarzinho landed 42 sh- significant strikes. 23 of them were leg kicks, dude. Okay, so Eric Lewis is coming for this guy's head. And I told some of these guys, man, even though Gon is a better fighter, yeah. Even though Gon, you know, he's got all the advantages here yet. Eric Lewis is an enigma, okay? If you guys don't know what that word means, Google it, okay? But he's an enigma, and why would you want to be on the other side of that? At chalk! That's not not a a racial slur, is it? I don't know, man. I don't know nowadays. Nowadays, I don't... (laughs) I was going to say something real fucked up, but I'm a swerve you just what you just put on the table okay but i don't know man nowadays you never know what's a racial slur what's like a racial whatever the fuck okay the black so beast he, is not though that's uh the chosen nickname yeah no nah, i mean you know if they call themselves that i guess you know you can't use that other word that they can l- let me not get into that but look listen what i'm saying is Derek lewis is a goddamn enigma man you never know what the hell is going on with his fights so why would you want to be on the other side of that at minus 350 370 390 400 why do you want to be on there i didn't hear 310 which is what i whatever the fuck it is man i don't want to be on the other side of it okay because i remember a lot of tears last time 
okay? I was telling guys, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Blaze is a lock, huh? Oh, okay, yeah, Blaze is a lock. Yeah, okay, that's that's what I want my money on. No way am I betting on Curtis fucking Blades. Oh, who's minus, smarter? Who's smarter, Gain or Blades? Who's smarter? Rick, that's just two questions. Who is smarter, Gain or Blades? I don't know. What, are you trying to knock the U.S. educational system? Is that not, what you're trying to do? Not at all. Not at all. Gone's um, smarter than him. But, dude, it doesn't matter. Look at Gone training, even. He'll also, get swarmed, dude. I got he one more will question. get swarmed. Go ahead. One more question. Who is the better striker, Jarzina Rosenstrike or Derek Lewis? Derek Lewis. I don't know. I don't know. That actually that that would be a fun fight. That would be a fun fight. Um, no, Derek I Lewis is Rosen's... way better than Jarzinho, bro. Jarzinho, so. you know, he does some cool stuff. You know, he lands some better looking punches at the end of the day. But guess who hits his win probability all the fucking time? Against Derek goddamn Lewis. That's not true. Derek he Lewis. barely scraped hate... by decisions look, over Blagoy Ivanov. Guys, come on. Shut up. Shut up. Guys, I hate when I go into these Discord chats and after every fight. Especially every Derek Lewis fight, every fight that goes another way. A meme. What do I read? What do I read? Meme. Oh, he hit his win condition. Shut the fuck up. Obviously, <laughs> he, he hit his goddamn win condition. How the hell does your guy win fights other than guy by goddamn knockout? Devastatingly, Derek Lewis wins by devastating knockout. Okay. True. Okay. Question here. Okay? So that is Derek Lewis. Do not say he hit his win condition. Say please? Derek Lewis won. Derek Lewis did not win his his, his win condition. Derek Lewis won. Okay. Derek Lewis was plus three forty in that fight, and I would argue that was pretty. He's plus three forty all the time, always, yeah, all the time. But but from from the the six minutes we saw of that fight, Blades looked pretty safe at four forty the entire time, and he's and Cyril Gan's not going to make a, a retard move like ducking into that uppercut like. Uh, blades uh like blades did it seems like oh, some I action is coming in on game sure. on, on 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 lewis though i saw a lot of minus 400 across the board earlier today but now uh now lewis is what, Listen, what's that? all i'm telling all i'm telling these guys hold on all i'm telling these guys is you bet on gone you got a parlay that closes with gone and it loses guess what bro you're gonna feel like the biggest dickhead nah East, east of the Mississippi. I'm okay. Fine with that. So I, so here's a good example. I why, but I why? How? Gone. Look, look, look. Stop. Gone and how is gone a good investment? How do you look at gone at this chalk? Okay, minus three ten. Fair enough. Whatever it is. How do you look this at gone? Gonna cover and you're it. like, this is gonna and you're cover like, it easily. Nah, I don't. Nah, man. I just you cannot Even, be on the other end of this enigma. You cannot oh, be sorry, on the other know. end of this. All enigma. right. Well, when we're when they're not. reading they're 50, 45, 50, 44, 50, 45, and new, then then tell me that minus three ten wasn't value, um, because that's what's gonna happen. Uh, I mean, I guess it will be value, but look, look, man, this is heavyweight. Okay, this is heavyweight, and I just can't trust Serial Gone, man. Like, you know, I think that he might, you know, look, listen, what I think he should do is he should attack that body. I think he's gonna have uh he's gonna have a good easy, easy target there with his knees and his kicks, uh, which is great. But and I Junior feel Dos like, Santos finished Lewis to the body two years ago. I feel like I feel like bro is gonna start fleeing a little bit when Derek Lewis is just chucking at him. He's just gonna be like you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like gone is a few times and just be like trying to like skirt away. And I think that shit could get hairy, man. Like I'm listen, thing is, I just can't see a minus 400. It's minus 400 against Derek Lewis. But, but people, I mean, he has people didn't want to bet. People didn't, so far. people didn't want to bet minus 150 against Volkov. 
Now they're lining up. Now they're lining up to bet 350 against Derek Lewis. Is that not retarded? Is that not retarded? I didn't have any tracked action on full call. Did did bet gain there uh, right before the fight started, like minus 135. It was an easy bet. Even I had that. Gain, yeah, exactly. But I mean... Okay, we'll move on from this because we're, we're nearing two hours here. So let's wrap this up. Um, my most confident bets are I actually have a total of five units on Johnny Munoz. Um, Ozzy put me on to that one. Uh, likely we'll end up on Leonardo as a small dog. Small bet on Anderson Dos Santos. Might end up on Penny as a dog. Um, Bobby Green is a bet. Uh, Casey Kenny might be a bet. Angela Hill might be a bet. Uh, the locked in bets we got so far, though, is Gain and Munoz parlay, Pedro Munoz money line, Michael Chiesa money line, um, Pedro Munoz round three. A lot of different stuff here. You uh, you want to give a quick synopsis of anything, or you just want to leave it? Yeah, at yeah. You know, I I like a few things. You know, you know, like you said, you know, I put you onto that first one. Um, you know, and like a few others, like I said, you know, I, I kind of lean, uh, Jessica, I'm trying to see the line movement there. I already got Pedro. If you want to hop on, you know, at a, at a little bit of minus price, you know, uh, be my guest. I like Kenny here. Um, but these are pick em fights. Like, you know, that, like I said, at the beginning, I love taking a side on a pick em, And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. But I think, uh, at the end of the day, I'll be right more often than I'll be wrong. Um, and I just love the card overall. I don't like too many over-unders. I haven't ventured too much into the props. I don't know if you ventured too much into the prop section of things, but um, I haven't really, I haven't really seen anything that I've liked too much. No, no really over-unders. But yeah, you know, I think that uh I think Jessica is a good look. I think Kenny, um, I think Pedro. Um, and then uh and then we'll see where the where everything else uh takes us. Sounds good. Uh, we did go close to two hours here, but I mean, that's what happens when you got good fight fights. Fat card, man. Fat card, pick them prices. That's yeah. what goddamn happens, all right? True, true. One and a half times speed, guys. That's that's a fucking hack to life as uh, John. How do you pronounce John's whatever the John? What, what's the second part? Of, how do you star what? What is that? Stargarian. Yeah, there you go. As he uh, rightfully said, uh, one and a half uh, time speed is the uh is a hack true, of true. the legend John John Star. Good shout out there. Um, all right, so uh, that's gonna do it for this podcast. Sorry, it went a little long this time. We'll work on shorten it up uh, in the future. Like, but, uh, review, retweet, comment. Give the boys some love. True, true. Comment who you think is gonna make more units on Bet MMA, Ozzy or Martian. Uh, uh, the Martian did win last week. Uh, since the, the podcast head. started, I'm up nine units. Ozzy's up. 13 so uh, i saved his bum life true true yep uh very factual um that's gonna do it for the podcast thank you all for listening hope you all enjoy the fights to, uh saturday night and hope you all win some money we'll see you all before the next ufc car no ufc next week so we'll see you in two weeks peace